Real good. Drill good. Drill good. Real 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 good. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to Real Good Show episode number 50. Yes, that's right, a milestone episode, the big 5-0 uh, in hockey terms, of course. This would be uh, the podcast which is still around somehow, as all other podcasts of its generation have been traded away to different cities. This one is still here, and I suppose that's uh, as fitting a description for making it this long as any. Justin Morissette with you once again, and with me, as always, is... Stefan Heck. John Cullen. We haven't been traded. We're still here. <laughs> episode 50. Yeah. It's I mean, I think cool. a lot of podcasts get to episode 50. It's just that no one listens to them. Yes. You know, it's like if a podcast makes 50 episodes in the forest, does anyone hear it? Yeah. The I answer is some no, because it's the two and out CFL podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's a throwback insult. Throwback insult, baby. We're are they, are they still back. around, actually? Uh, uh, yeah. They are. Yeah. yeah. No, they are. And I, it, it's funny because I've, I've gotten to know John Fraser a little bit he now. He seems like the nicest guy in the world. Yeah, nicest dude ever. And I actually, uh, once we we kind of were like chatting a little bit more on Twitter recently and stuff, and, and he follows my main account now because he knows a bit more that I'm like a curler and stuff. And he was basically, yeah, like he was saying, I, I sort of like quasi-apologized for like shitting all over his podcast and making a CFL player shit on his podcast <laughs> and like just basically saying that the league that he covers is a fucking joke and um he was like oh he's I, like i was actually he's like it was fine he's like it was we we're happy to get shouted out on such a great podcast <laughs> oh now i feel like, really bad yeah. oh, i feel great like what else do you say i, I mean yeah i guess i just wanted to be clear that you did spearhead that entire initiative yeah, yeah of course yeah. i did but it's like if you're in the cfl you're not gonna make fun of an nfl player you know what i mean you might yeah but you'd be stupid to do that well how come because you're burning bridges it's oh, important for him to be get like into the yeah He's yeah. like, oh, you got Sean White on the show. Cool. We can only get offensive linemen. We just they call us on their break at Tim Hortons. Well, we got a we got a kicker. <laughs> yeah, a kicker who's like one Who of the most popular. The best kicker. That's who's true. like one of the most popular players on the Eskimos and has been nominated for the most outstanding Canadian a couple times. That's a good point. You yeah. know your CFL. I don't. I know my <laughs> buddy's career. <laughs> and he also got a really dope Grey Cup ring. And also, he was home for six months, and we somehow never managed to get him on the show. Uh, yeah, I, I guess oh, yeah, so. Isn't the CFL like starting yeah, up? He's back, up at, he's back in Edmonton. So now it'll be oh, like, shit. hey, when you're in BC for the like one week of the season where you get to see all your friends and family, you want to come do our podcast? Oh, so we fucked up is what you're saying? No, he'll say yes. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah. Right on. So they, they do come out for that week. It's not just, not just flying out for the game and then flying home. Uh, well, it depends. Like it, like if they played here and then they had a buy or something, because they it's the CFL, right? I mean, no one knows when they play. It's not like the NFL where it's like every Sunday the could CFL. Could be a Wednesday. Like, yeah, you could have like a Tuesday Thursday, night ten thirty ten thirty kickoff on a Thursday. Saturday. Yeah, it's whatever. So Monday you could play morning. here on a Saturday and then yeah, and then not have a game until the following Friday at ten a.m. and then. Uh, <laughs> And then, yeah. So, well, it's Wednesday's. It used to be Friday night football. I, yeah. I think it, it, it still became is. Saturday yeah. night, though. No, it's Friday night. I think it's still Friday night it's football. The, uh, they don't want to compete. They can't compete with college football. 
So uh, yeah, and also football Saturday, and also the whole yeah the whole alliteration thing. Helps. Yeah. yeah, Friday night yeah. football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. of course, of course. Uh, speaking of previous guests, yeah. Justin. Yes. Well, I'm just we're speaking of previous guests. Are we? Well, we're speaking of one. Yes. Is this, yeah. is this a segue? <laughs> Not, you started it. It's a little early for a segue. Oh well, then uh, yeah, we were talking about a previous guest. <laughs> that's our new segment. Yeah. What well, is episode fifty? Guests. We yeah. are going to have some yeah. uh, some previous guests on the show. Yep. Some returning favorites, of course, and some uh, new favorites. And uh, yeah, hopefully a new favorite. Um, but yeah, but not yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not yet. So did I segue too early? I think yeah. you did. Yeah, you segued too early, like the guy who backed his segue off a cliff. Probably should have waited <laughs> just to let the girl pass. Because I think that's what they said. He backed up. He's being off polite. Of a cliff, being yeah. polite. So he should have just waited. And, like maybe he's the, the girl. first person to ever be polite on a segue. <laughs> And look what happened to him. He yeah. died. That's the thing. You just got to be an asshole. Yeah, you you're on a segue, right? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. You're already halfway there. Well, speaking of things that we've talked about before. Oh, you're doing a segue now. <laughs> I am. Oh, He's segue? good at them. Uh, well, my, mine was good. Well, yeah, just wrong. Yeah, well, good for you, Stefan. Thank you. Good for you. And yeah. speaking it's of kind good of like news, saying, Oh, ah. <laughs> it's, no, kind of like, it's kind of like saying if you jerk off, you did pretty good at making your girlfriend get pregnant. I mean, you came too early, pal. Well, no, but how would she get pregnant if I just jerked off? But that's what I'm saying. You're trying to get her pregnant. It's like well, if I'm you trying were trying to get, to get your girlfriend pregnant, but you jerked off, you wouldn't be like, yeah, doing great at getting her pregnant. I'm, I'm getting there. Well, but not really. Thorough congratulations on filling my role as the joke explainer. That Good. wasn't, no, that was an analogy. That's different than joke <laughs> yeah. explainer. Well, you had to spell it out for it's him. It's like a, a simile. Bit. Was it a simile? No. No. Metaphor? Yeah, yeah. I, maybe, I think so. Yeah, but you, not you, really. you didn't use like or as. Exactly. Ah. Regardless, ah. regardless. Good for you, John. Thank you. You have a, a big uh, good for you this week to share with. I do, sure, group, yeah. Which well, we've already known for like a month now. We haven't done like. good for you for a while. Actually. No, yeah, because well, nothing. Bad is. things keep happening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do we even have a theme song for this segment? No, we no, don't. I don't yeah. think Cause so. Because not enough good stuff happens. Yeah. So it's like, who? Why bother? You know. Um, although if someone out there wanted to make us one and they wanted to use better than Ezra's good, I would be more than happy with that. Cause that's a great song. That was just the first, also just the dropping first one. a hint. Yeah. It's there. also the first one I thought of that had good in it. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, you're right. I have known for about a month. I kind of just kept it to myself for a little while. Just didn't want to get it. You know, I don't know. Just didn't want to tell everyone. You've but, been carrying uh, this enormous weight on your shoulders. Oh, yeah, exactly. So time to let it out. Uh, I think a lot, most people probably know from Twitter already, but uh, I will be returning to the Just for Laughs Festival this year, and I'll be doing a TV taping. So uh, pretty excited. Obviously, last year was crazy, super fun, also a very overwhelming experience. So I'm excited to like go back having had that experience already and kind of know what to expect and yeah, so it's going to be great. So I'll have a t- I, I don't know when my shows are yet, but I'll have a TV taping and then I'll probably have like five or six other shows kind of just around the festival. And uh, as it relates to the podcast, both Blake Griffin and PK Subban are going to be there. So going to try to make friends with one or more. They can play, uh, some, play some ball hockey with one yeah, or more there's black There's a pickup athletes. game, right? Yeah. yeah. So last year, and I think I talked about it on the show. Yeah. Um, uh, past guest Matt Wright and myself were both on the comedians team, but every year on the Saturday morning, they have a comedians versus industry ball hockey game. And so last year, uh, Montreal Canadiens goalie prospect, Zach Fucali was on our team and embarrassed all of us old out of shape men. 
by being very good and not even by playing goalie because uh, that would have just been a complete waste of his own time um, <laughs> even more than it already was to play ball hockey with these did he play men. with a goalie stick when he was playing no, out no he played with a player stick okay. and he seemed like he knew how to use it and yeah. then he had a great humble brag I think I might have talked about on the show they had a player of the game award and uh, and it was a free stick it was like a free CCM stick they had like a little certificate and comedian uh, from Dumb and Dumber there's something about Mary uh, Harlan Williams uh, won the MVP and then as we were walking off the floor Zach Fucali said well it was a good thing I didn't win the MVP because I get those sticks for free anyway <laughs> so it's like him insinuating like not only like a I probably should have been MVP but b I really don't have any use for the price <laughs> <laughs> Um, but he was a great guy, and yeah, so I'm really hoping this year that, that PK or Blake will make an appearance. I did reach out to the guy who books the ball hockey game on Facebook, and I just wrote on his wall, I'm hoping you got in Blake's contract that he has to play in the ball hockey game. And he said, it is not in his contract, but I can assure you it will be mentioned to him. So there you wow. go. You have no idea what his hockey skills even look like. So It would be hilarious to me if he's terrible. It might be the funniest thing that happens in the entire festival. That's very true. Because how tall is he? Like 6'10"? Uh, no, not that tall. No. Give he's me quite six... tall for a ball hockey player. Though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Because yeah. like, I think if he's probably never played hockey before, being that tall, it's not going to go good for him. 2.8 meters. Okay, we're in Canada. We don't use the metrics. Yeah, he is 6'10", actually. Okay. There you go. Yeah, yeah he's a tall-ass dude. So, yeah. yeah, I think being that I tall... I just didn't think that he would be that tall because it's not like he towers over anyone, but then, like, everybody is that tall in the yeah. NBA. So that yeah, makes exactly. sense. Yeah. Um, I think we, we're doing good for you. You should play our new applause uh, clip that, that I sent you. <laughs> right, right. The new appla- yeah, okay. That's a plump pussy right there. <laughs> Is that, yeah. a, is that applause? That or? was the applause. Okay. Well, you can hear crowd noise in the background. Yeah. So you thank you. Clapping. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I'm excited to return to the festival. So if you live in Montreal, I'll be sure to release and plug my show dates when I know. And, and if in you addition live to anywhere that, in the country. Yeah, I do have some shows coming up. Normally we do plugs at the end, but fuck it, we'll just do them right now. Uh, if you live in the Fraser Valley in BC, I'm going to be playing the Yuck Yucks in Abbotsford next weekend, June 23rd to 25th. Uh, I'm going to be co-headlining those shows with a funny comedian from Ontario named Cal Post. And then uh, in early July, uh, I'm going to be in Toronto. I'm going to be playing uh, Yuck Yucks in Ajax on June 30th and July 1st. And I'm going to be playing the Rivoli on July 4th. Uh, so, yeah. So if you're in those. Oh, and Spirits I was referring more so to the fact that you were going to be on national television. Oh, that too. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. So. I'm also going to be on yeah. national television probably twice next year, both for the Halifax Festival and for the. Oh, Just yeah, because that was taped also. Yeah. And wow. they air kind of like Halifax will air in like April and then JFL will air probably like next like May, June. And that's like, you know. That's like the stand-up show on TV in this country. So Just for laughs, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. I guess, yeah. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I said that in my in my post about it. Uh, just like for me, I was a huge fan of stand-up growing up. I mean, it helped that my uncle was a pro comedian, but also just uh, watching Just for Laughs on TV. Like to me, that was stand-up comedy. Like, we, you know, you just I'd come home from school and it'd be on the Comedy Network or whatever. Like that was stand-up to me. So CBC at four o'clock on a Monday. Exactly. So the idea that, you know, the idea that that's going to be me, that I'm going to get to be a part of that is, um, you know, to use a cliche, it's going to be really special. Like it is. It's, it's going to mean a lot to me to 
to know that. And even if I never do it again, just to, to have that is pretty, is pretty amazing. Well, so, do you know what show you're going to be on? Because there's like three of them. I all don't. Get filmed yeah. Now. Yeah. So, so could, could very funny likely, as hell. Like mm, I probably, yeah, probably not funny as hell. I mean, it might be um, funny as hell. They only do a few comedians. So it's unlikely. I'm more likely I'll be doing just for laughs, all access. Okay. Um, so, uh, they do gala tapings in the big theater. Those are usually reserved for people who are big, are already known. Are huge. Um, so those are hosted by like Nathan Lane's doing one, Russell Peters, David Cross, PK, um, and then the Just for Laughs All Access. So far, uh, two of them are going to be hosted by Jay Farrow. Two of them are going to be hosted by Nikki Glazer. And two of them are going to be hosted by YouTube stars that I've never heard of, and I can almost guarantee those are the shows that I'll be on. That kind of like reduces the like. <laughs> You know, the wow factor of getting the invite, doesn't it? A little bit. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not going to publicly like, say anything like bad about Miranda the Sings stuff. is also there hosting a show. Like, come on. <laughs> to quote Norm MacDonald, all the stars are here. <laughs> Thank you, Stefan. Yeah. I, I think most of our listeners know what that video is. No comment. Yeah. All right. Well, Stefan, you have so good for you also. Things I, are, are going well. They are, yeah. Uh, so I'm uh, leaving the toilet factory. Bum, 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 bum. I, know a lot. I guess this is our final toilet tale, so we yeah. might as well use that theme song. Yeah. One oh, last yeah, time. definitely. That's a plump pussy right there. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of a toilet yeah. theme song in a way. Uh, there must have been some mistake. My apologies. I'm going to need you to go ahead and come in tomorrow. Oh, One last song. time. Well, we can still, like, if someone uses a toilet in, like, a funny way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll check right? in on toilet, toilet tales. tales. Yeah, exactly. But, but uh, uh, no, I'm leaving the, the toilet store, and I'm going to be working full-time for uh, Cafe.com as, like, a content director or deputy content director with uh, another funny guy, Rob Wisman. And uh, it's basically us just uh, posting stupid shit on Twitter, like the stuff I do for free, and I've been doing it for free for, like, five years. But I'll be getting paid for it, like enough to work from home. Yeah, that's just awesome. Do that all the time. So, so wait, so you and and you and Rob have obviously collaborated before. Yeah. So let me rip a bandaid off for you. <laughs> <laughs> everyone has a workplace henchman comedy. I hope you're not still working on that. Well, so everyone is working full time for Cafe. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. the new one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the new one. Let me rip off a bandaid for you here, <laughs> deputy. I mean, come on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So I have awesome, a lot dude. of. Uh, time to write and a lot of time to work on the podcast as well you're saying that all of those times you've been retweeting cafe.com into your feed is not because you find it funny it's because it's your <laughs> it's your own work. it's your great content well i find it funny <laughs> <laughs> obviously that's fair yeah yeah right on yeah. well basically they basically we we're allowed to just like i don't know like make fun of people on their facebook page just like the their followers on facebook because their followers are generally like pretty stupid, from what I've seen on Facebook. There's a yeah. lot of like Trump supporters and stuff. Yeah. Who I guess like accidentally liked Cafe.com. They were like, "Oh, I love the idea of drinking coffee." Yeah. At a shop. So and it's yeah, a website. I love cafes. About, yeah. Um, so yeah, we're allowed to just like openly make fun of them from behind like the verified account of Cafe. Which Perfect. Is a lot of fun. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, if you ever need a sick day and you need someone to make fun of random people on Facebook. I'm, I've got a lot of experience substituting for other people. So, oh, so you want me to make fun of you on, 
Facebook. Oh, you could do that too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Either way. Yeah. Well, I'm uncomfortable with anything. Great cool. news for both of you. Yeah. Good, good job, everyone. Meanwhile, uh, in my life, uh, I applied for a job that I seemed, if anything, overqualified for, and they decided that uh, you've got a great-looking resume, but we, for some unspecified reason, don't even want to interview you at all. So, you know, I have no doubt that you will find a great job, but we don't even want to talk to you for this one. Goodbye. <laughs> Things well, are going great. Way to really bring it down. <laughs> How's your sick cat? Uh, <laughs> He's got another month left in quarantine. Okay. Cool. How's your uh, girlfriend? She's it's going great. Okay. Well, yeah. at least one out of three is not bad. Yeah. So I got one thing going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, How is your cat, actually? Though? He's... he's I don't Has he gotten used to being in quarantine, at least? Yeah, a little bit. He's, like, shoving the tent around the room. <laughs> like, I come home and it'll have moved two feet every time I go out. Um, but I don't know. I'm a little bit nervous that, like, his leg has reset like a little bit crooked because it seems like he has to like twist his foot every time he steps pushing off i'm so you're saying that something named monty is going to be crooked <laughs> well i never um it's a good reference to three card monty and how that game is never not rigged. oh i was thinking the full monty no but their dicks are pretty straight i think so yeah i'm oh, just kind of holding my breath until the the x-rays which are in about three weeks so did they x-ray him through the tent no. They take him out of the <laughs> Yeah. I will take him in his little crate to go to the vet, and they'll tell me if uh, he healed properly or not, and I'm hoping yes, but I fear no. So, you know, given the way that the job application process went, uh, just prepared for the worst at all times. Monty, you have a lot of qualifications for this leg to have healed properly, <laughs> but, but it unfortunately didn't. it didn't, so we're going to need to re-break that for you. We're going to rip off a Band-Aid here for you, Monty. No, it's a literal Band-Aid. And then we're going to put another one back on because your leg's fucked. <laughs> but if you want to donate to help cover the cost of this exorbitantly priced surgery, uh, there's links on our Facebook and Twitter and stuff to sure. do that. So, yep. Yeah, and thank you to all of the listeners who have done that. I don't think I've like sincerely thanked the people who have done that. It was a very costly surgery, and you know, between all the donations, we've raised like $1,000, which is insane really kind of um so like sincere for like a stranger's cat yeah like, it's pretty cool sincere thank you to yeah. uh, all the listeners who listeners are awesome who've stepped it up uh, people donating um you know it, things based around 9.2 uh 91 dollars is what somebody donated i there think that go. was fake steinberg so uh tip of the hat to you buddy because that's a a whole heck of a lot of money and um yeah i know you were trying to infuriate me by calling me a 9.1 you donated almost a hundred dollars towards my cat surgery so you really made me happy more than anything he's so, calling monty a 9.1 yeah <laughs> well, he wasn't he was as a long 10. as i come out ahead <laughs> he was a 10 but he broke his leg now he's a 9.1 speaking of being a 9.2 uh there are ways that people can help the program each and every week we like to take a peek at the itunes reviews yes. that we receive you can rate and review the show on iTunes, give us a boost in their algorithmic rankings. We'll take a peek at the reviews in a segment that we call Review Review. Two very enthusiastic thumbs up. Five stars. Disappointed. This is awesome. The worst episode ever. Now, this just before we get into that. It is episode 50, and I'd just like to say I was taking a look at Stop Podcasting Yourself, our home, another podcast native to Vancouver, and they have 888 five-star reviews. 
So our well, been around for a while. Doesn't matter. Irrelevant. <laughs> Step it up. Time to get a review going. As we've said before, it's not that hard. White button. It's the blue button. Computer out the window. Get a new computer. <laughs> white button. Real good show. Review. Write five a review. Stars. Five stars. Tell and then us. say whatever you want, and we'll probably read it on the show. Yeah. We'll definitely read it on the show. Just like we will this week from a reviewer by the name of TJN565. Sounds like a license plate number. Uh, the review is titled. Let's dox this motherfucker. <laughs> the review is titled 9.2. Sorry, you say TJN565? Yes. Uh, and he writes To the man who called Justin Morris at a 9.2. Why? Why must you bully people online? Justin is the type of man you just want to grab a beer with and be friends with. He is not a 9.2. This show he created out of nothing is excellent and has gotten me through lots of hours of school and work. Yes, I am the fabled university student that John Cullen ripped apart on episode 12. Connor Nealon. Yes, I am the guy whose name was mispronounced once on the show. But I come back for more each week because of the content. John Cullen verbally abused me, and I still enjoy his sometimes ill-informed MMA ramblings mixed in with his tales of the road with modest fame. Stefan is cool also, in the sense that he could tell me Hitler's dick course he was a minus 10, and I would probably believe him. I hope Stefan makes short films that become famous. I hope Cullen gets numerous comedy specials. I also hope Justin knows he is more than a number. Five stars. Sweet. I like how he's like, you're more than a number. Here's a number. Yeah. <laughs> you're more than a number, but if I had to prescribe a number to this it would be that's a great review that was yeah, a great review very nice i mean it does very seem positive. like it was written by justin but great review nevertheless because <laughs> he said i built the show out of nothing we've already gone over this <laughs> i'm just joking on the program uh of course uh i couldn't ask for a better team and the fact that we're at episode 50 the fact that we are likely going to hit 52 episodes in exactly a year despite the fact that we were not a weekly podcast for the first like two months of our existence is insane. I don't know how that happened. And for all of the times that I've felt bad about maybe our release well, wait, schedule like being a, a, leap year a little year? bit staggered uh, and, you know, episodes coming out a little bit delayed as I had stuff going on personally, uh, maybe I didn't need to feel that bad because we're doing 52 and 52 weeks here, it. boys. And, and we're all very busy and we've uh, had, it's been tough. So yeah, it's, it's been it's, it's good times. Pretty it good, that we've, good made it, that we've made this happen. Yeah, and people like to reward us for making it happen, and they can do so by heading on over to www.patreon.com slash realgoodshow and contributing to our Patreon campaign, as uh, some people did this week. William Nauman wrote in to confirm that his name actually is William yeah, Nauman. Yeah, that was great. And we know that now, man. Uh, <laughs> this week's donors in your will. include Adam Flowers. So thank you, Adam. Nice. Very nice guy, very funny guy. Yeah, Thank another, you, another friend Flowers. of mine, and he's a he's a prolific opera singer. Really, <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, we got to get him to do a theme. We I'm we should sure. get him to do that Lucas Pisa, but like we'll get a Jim Benning opera one. Yeah, I'm sure we could. Oh, that'd I'll be amazing. Yeah, yeah okay. he's a very talented guy. Perfect. I just wish that he donated not like in June, but in May, because then April showers would have brought May flowers. Oh, uh, well, they brought June flowers. Yeah, in the end, yeah. it all comes. It around. still didn't really. That still doesn't really make sense. Shut up, John. <laughs> I'm trying my best. 
uh, <laughs> uh, S. Curly on Twitter, a luscious dick Tacoma. He increased his pledge this wow. week. Wow. What a guy. Yeah, so we'll give him another shout out for that. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, Luscious Dick Tacoma. <laughs> I can't believe that someone donated and thought, you know what? More give money. More. <laughs> That's and, pretty Im- impressive. And finally, Greg Pollock also contributing to the show this week. Very funny guy, very nice fellow. Yeah, very isn't he uh, Weed Hitler 420 Boner Hitler? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know if we should like dox him on the show. Like, I'm not sure if he's got like his... <laughs> Name attached to like his Twitter name. Oh, okay. You right. Know what I mean, so I just well, Justin got out. it wrong okay. anyway, so it doesn't matter. It's yeah, kind but, of irrelevant. Yeah, I'm not like a hundred percent sure if if. Well, I know, know all the words go in there, but I don't yeah. know what order they go in. But anyway, Greg is a very nice guy, <laughs> and uh, had some uh, very nice things to say about the show. Also, he did. Yeah, yeah. that's so good. Yeah, we appreciate when you reach out and uh, tell us what you like and sometimes don't enjoy about the program. So, by all means, feel free to uh, send a message our way via the Twitters or whatever it happens to be. Yeah, it's been 50 episodes. I mean, I know that I kind of like shit on people a lot, but uh, thank you. There are people out there who really genuinely think you are a true asshole. Yeah, which is crazy because I'm a very nice person. (laughs) Um, 50 episodes worth of you being an asshole. I guess that's true. I've been very consistent on the show. I don't know about very nice. The very might be pushing it a little bit. You're a nice man. You don't think (laughs) think I'm very nice? I don't know. All right. Get the fuck out of my head. (laughs) You are very nice. This guy John. comes into my fucking house, tells me I'm not very nice. Okay, you know what? I was gonna be sincere to the listeners, nice. and now I'm not. I you know what, Connor? <laughs> fuck you, Connor Nealon. You piece of fucking shit. Go <laughs> fuck Camber Weiss. <laughs> fuck you too. This is like that Joe Pesci scene in Goodfellas. <laughs> I'm well, funny, I'm, funny like how? Yeah. How yeah. nice am I? Yeah. Asshole uh, like how? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I picked those two. Those are just the first names that came to my mind. Um. But no, seriously, it's been pretty crazy that we have all these listeners that I, that download the episodes, donate to us. Uh, it's pretty insane. And come to the shows. Like, I've had people just come see me do comedy. Uh, a yeah. guy followed me home last week. <laughs> <laughs> Did he start? Uh, that, never mind. That segment's coming later. That wouldn't have been an effective callback. You could do a future callback and people <laughs> will think you're really... Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're at, well, I was you just studied say, psychology. I was say, Did he That's follow you home and start filming you? Ah, I, I did a callback too to something that's happening in the future, <laughs> but also the past. Ooh, I, are we gonna? Is this gonna be in the show? Very mystical. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, why not? Good content. Yeah, sure. No, I was just talking. I was just trying to be nice. I, for I, once. I, I someone really actually did follow me home. But I am. I am nice. I'm not very nice, but I'm nice. <laughs> if you come and talk to me after a show, I will be nice to you. I'm a nice man, but I do play an asshole on the show. That is my bit, and. It's going to be here forever. And you are very nice, John. Oh, fuck you. That was a bit also. I'm just joking. Um, By the way, I uh, my bit is I have Asperger's. That's not... <laughs> I don't actually... It's a bit. Do you have it? Do you, Is that like a... Know, it's you, kind of like a sue, my You sort of like brought it up before, but... No, I don't think I do. I just have a really big head and I'm like quiet. <laughs> so, yeah, those are the two things. That's how those they diagnosed are, yeah. Asperger's in the 1970s. Well, I loved trains as a child. I was I'm fucking obsessed with trains as a child. <laughs> the telltale signs are all there. Like I, you could ask my parents. I mean, they. It's like serial killers are obsessed with mutilating animals, and yeah. kids with Aspergers are just like to play with trains. Well, she, my mom's gonna text me and be like, "Well, did you know you had a big head." And we brought, they brought me to the hospital once because they thought my head was so big. <laughs> Your uh, body really? couldn't support it. And I was it? like, "Yeah, yeah, they did." So. Um, <laughs> no, I could support it. I had a big body too. I got to show you guys that baby picture of me. 
where I was, I was a really fat baby. I was a baby. big bodied baby. I was a very fat baby. Uh, but yeah, I love trains. <laughs> Just the that's noises great. they make and you know, they stay on the tracks. And I think that's, you know, if you can tell where they're going to go. Well, yeah. I was going to say one thing about um, listeners of the program before we move on from being sincere, which I guess we already have. I don't have Asperger's. <laughs> But uh, like I, I just love when like a listener tweets at me or tweets at the show or tweets at one of you guys, and then another listener will hop on that conversation thread, which to me indicates that like somewhere out there, a strong number of you guys who are listening have decided all on your own volition to all follow each other on Twitter, which is like crazy it's this little community yeah it's this thing that we made has like sprouted its own community kind of all on its own yeah i feel like jim jones (laughs) you know jim jones is i think so yeah yeah all his followers kill themselves (laughs) yeah Yeah. well hopefully ours won't do that a lot of cult talk on the show today i know that's also another future callback I'm just previewing. <laughs> Preview. We're going to talk about cults later. Well, let's no longer preview because we may as well get right into it. Mm-hmm. It's yes. the 50th episode spectacular. Five zero. We've got uh, some all-star guests lined up. We do. And uh, let's get into the sports talk right now. Well, fellas, uh, basketball season in full swing, of course. The NBA Finals are uh, nearly wrapping up, you Yeah, would thank God. Let, it, let it be over. It's almost over. And uh, I think if there's one thing that this season has proven, it's that we are not nearly qualified to break down all the action ourselves. <laughs> no, unless it involves a player... Well, there's been a lot of nut shots in this playoffs. We're good with the n- the nut shots. I think we're pretty expert at. I was gonna say that's like our wheelhouse. Yeah, but like basketball analysis, definitely not. Uh, so I figured we could bring in a ringer and uh, talk about basketball in an expert uh, manner. Yes. And of course, uh, you know her as a member of the LA Women's Rec basketball team that is taking the world by storm. A uh, member of the Pistol Shrimps. Here to promote a film, in fact. Melissa Stetton, welcome to Real Good Show. Hey, it's real great to be here on this real great show. <laughs> nice. How long did you prepare that intro for? All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> like I prepared that for some time. It's good. That's uh, Everyone comes on and no, I want them always to say real great, but they never do. So thank you for doing that. Well, um... Melissa, first of all, let's talk about your own basketball playing experience because, um, you know, the, the Pistol Shrimps are lighting it up right now. Uh, they are on a roll, from what I can oh, tell, yeah. listening to Pistol Shrimps Radio. But uh, I, I think the number one thing you're here to talk about is that you guys have a movie, which is coming out this Friday. No, it comes out Thursday. Thursday. Well, well the, the premiere is Wednesday night. Well, I figured it being a movie, it would probably come out on Friday, but you can see the uh, in-depth levels of research <laughs> I've done before this interview. Great job. No, it, the premiere is, the LA premiere is Wednesday night at the Ace Hotel, and then Thursday, it's available on CISO. Which is kind of like Netflix, but it's all comedy stuff. Yeah, and I was like, oh, who's going to subscribe to CISO? But apparently a lot of people have CISO, and it's only, I think, $3 a month. And the first month is free, so it's like, watch the movie and then cancel your subscription. Don't tell CISO I said that, but you can absolutely do that. <laughs> Guaranteed no one from CISO is listening to this podcast, so it's fine. They didn't just follow me on Twitter either, CISO. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, that's okay. You don't have to promote this appearance at all. If you don't want to talk about it, it's fine. Oh, I, of course I will. <laughs> well, it's not over yet, so let's, we'll give it time. It's not over yet. There's still time to say something terribly racist. <laughs> and if uh, our previous 49 episodes are any indication, that will happen. Right. It's the fifth episode. It is our fifth episode. We had to. Congrats. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. We're going to say something super racist. It would break out the big guns guest was. So uh, that's you. So thank you for doing this. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Hope that doesn't put any extra pressure on. Um, but, you know, this is uh, a rec league thing. It's probably something that you signed up just to do for, for fun in the first place. Yeah. Yep. And then it turned into this whole thing, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. I don't really know. I don't know how that happened. It just all of a sudden one day we had this documentary and we're like, okay, let's go to Tribeca. Well, I, I know a lot of people who like try to like do big league presentation on their rec league games. Like they'll do like an Instagram account that has like post game interviews or whatever. That's all very jokey or whatever. And it seems like you guys are doing that also, but like there's no ceiling to how far the joke can go, right? Yeah, I mean, we all started playing basketball because we just wanted to, like, work out without having to do, like, going running or going to a gym. It's, like, a great way to, like, exercise and, like, have fun. And half of us had played basketball before and half of us had never dribbled a ball ever. So I was I was one of the people who played. I played in high school for a few years, but I'm still pretty terrible. Well, you, you've got that reach, right? You you seem very tall, so yeah. rebounding is probably your strongest skill. I'm not the tallest on the team. <laughs> nice. Like there, we have a six foot two girl who's our center. She's amazing, and uh, yeah, it started off as, I mean, it's all, it's all very sincere. We all really love playing basketball, and we're all very competitive, and it kind of just snowballed into this like huge phenomenon of like women playing basketball <laughs> and it's very fun and very entertaining and uh the director of the movie heard about our team and showed up to a few games last season and just started shooting didn't really tell us what he was doing there and we're like who's that weird guy in the corner shooting footage of us <laughs> and after the game we talked to him like who are you he's like oh i make documentaries i i, I want to shoot one of you guys i'll make you a trailer and a presentation and we're like, sure you will, creep. And then, he <laughs> like, and then he sent us this trailer that was, like, fantastic. We were like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, you can absolutely make a documentary on our team. We had a another lady who wanted to do, like, another web series with us. But we ended up picking Brent over her. And we're pretty happy we did because it came out pretty amazing. Well, you guys have been on, like, ESPN a handful of times also, like... It's I don't. I don't know how. I mean, having Aubrey on our team definitely has a lot to do with that. So, uh, yeah, we, I don't know how we just find ourselves on ESPN. It's very weird. It's all very surreal and weird. We just, we all really just want to play basketball. So wait, sorry. And who's uh, who's Aubrey? Aubrey Plaza. She's a. Uh, you know, yeah. actress, comedian. Yeah, no, I I know who it is. John was doing a, John was, was doing a bit. I was doing what? Yeah, what we in the biz call a bit there. It wasn't a very good bit. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be a good bit. It just has to be a just has to be a bit. I feel like that's the most 
LA thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. Some guy's like, well, I'm out of work. What am I going to do? I'm just going to have to show up at this basketball game and start shooting. That's how we'll fix it. Yeah, that's how everyone solves their problems, right? <laughs> yeah, just filming a group of women that they don't know in a public setting. Well, I, I thought I heard he had like a chance encounter with Aubrey at like a coffee shop that started the whole thing. Oh, yeah. I think that's how he heard about the team. I think he, he ran into her. He made this documentary um, – uh, about Chris Farley that was really good and made one uh, one about bronies, guys who were like super into My Little Pony. And I had seen both of those. I was like, oh, this guy's totally legit. And he, yeah, I think he ran to Aubrey and was talking to him about the basketball team. But even she was like, yeah, this weird guy just keeps like talking to us. And we're like, what? Who's this weird guy? <laughs> <laughs> but he's super cool now. He's great. He's so amazing. We're so glad we let him shoot the movie and he shot and edited it in like a month. And it was at Tribeca. It was like the fastest I've ever seen anyone make anything. It's all very impressive. <laughs> well, all of the promo for the movie is like calling it uh, Aubrey's team kind of, but if we were to talk about oh, the yeah. pistol shrimps in the way that you would talk about like an NBA team, for example, the golden state warriors, we can say our Steph Curry's team. Is it safe to say that the shrimps are actually Stephanie Allen's team. Well, is this a point of contention? Well, it, it's Aubrey. Aubrey's a very busy actress. She has a lot of things to do. Uh, so she comes when she when she gets up. She actually got injured about six months ago. She tore her ACL, oh. so she actually could not play with us this past season, which is a kind of a bummer because she's pretty good. Uh, so last season, it wasn't really Aubrey's team. We have this other point guard, Jesse Thomas, who's really good. So I guess it could be called Jesse Thomas's shrimps. But Stephanie Allen also is one of our star players. It just seems like she's racking up the points every time I listen to Pistol Shrimps Radio. Oh, yeah. when She, she also is very busy, but when she um, comes to the games, it's like, we know we're going to win because Stephanie is – she's amazing. She's like plays with like no effort. I don't know how she does it. She's fantastic. Well, we we often talk about... She always about... has, like, at least 20... Sorry. What were you saying? Oh, just talking about how great Stephanie Allen is. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. We brought, you on the, we brought you on the show to pump up everyone else and not you. I mean, I'm pretty, I made a free throw last game. I don't know if you heard that on the podcast. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm a few weeks behind, I will admit. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing i don't know if i've ever made a free throw in my life so yeah, good for you I, sure i guess it's aubrey's team i mean she is the most famous of all of us so <laughs> it's just like a promotional thing though yeah i mean it doesn't it doesn't hurt that she's on the team and i i've heard that there's uh, some controversy heading into this uh off season that she's testing the free agent waters oh she's a traitor she left our team <laughs> <laughs> where is she landed? Do you know where she's going? Well, well, yeah. Her sister plays on a team that her boyfriend coaches. So it makes sense for her to join that team. It's still, so like we kind of knew. It's, it still seems like pretty uh, pretty heartbreaking stuff, though. I mean, we didn't know she was going to go on ESPN and announce it. We're all kind of like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's not something a rec league team ever has funny. to deal with. 
oh man, our fucking what an asshole Mark went on ESPN and told us he was gonna play for the fucking suck my foul balls. What a piece of shit. He's supposed to be a member of our slow pitch team that has also a shitty name that I can't make up right now. But, you know, some other yeah, you know. gross sexual pun. Put the bat in her. Yeah, well, we know where you're going with it. Yeah, exactly. You know. Anyway, that's cr- that's so funny that your rec league team got disbanded on, e- or well, one of your members left on ESPN. You got decisioned. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she emailed our team, I think, like, the morning before it aired. She's like, just FYI, so you hear it from me first. I'm going on ESPN, and I'm switching teams. <laughs> it was all very funny. Was, she's a, she's, she has a very unique sense of humor. She's very dark. It's exactly what you would expect her sense of humor to be. But it's just very weird. It's like, okay, that's Aubrey. <laughs> all right. What's uh? What's the name of the team she's going to? Uh the Spice Squirrels. Okay, so it's like a pun. It has nothing to do with basketball, but it's still, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. And her, okay. and her sister is really, really good. Okay. So that team, they're going to be our our mortal enemies next season, I think. So. Oh, so you're in the same <laughs> league too? Yeah, yeah, same league, same everything. So do you feel like um all the attention that you've brought to the league basically? is just bolstering the competition. It's just getting bigger and bigger every year. Well, yeah, more teams join every year. It keeps doubling. It started off with six teams, and now there's, like, almost 30. And it's, uh... And, and people seem to... We don't really have a lot of teams that hate us. I think at first a lot of people hated us, and I'm not really sure why. I don't know. Just for all the <laughs> attention you guys were getting? I guess, but... I mean, we are, we have friends on, like, every single team. We're friends with so many different girls on every team. But I think everyone is, no, no one really hates us. We try to, like, incorporate the whole league into, like, every, like, media thing we do. It's like, no, but it's not just our team. It's like the whole league is incredible. Like, there's way funnier and cooler girls on other teams. <laughs> Well, that's weird because when you were off, like before we were recording this interview off of Skype, you said you hated every team in the league. So that's super weird that you, you say that can't now that we're on say it. that. I did not say that. I, I don't have to do this podcast. I oh, you definitely don't. This is doing literally nothing for your career. There's a guy gun to my head next to me. Is what you can't see, audience. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, they should realize, though, it's, you know, a rising tide floats all boats, right? It's just bringing more attention to the league, and I would hope people into the stands to watch the games, too. Oh, yeah, it gets it, pretty full. We got a lot of fans, so it's a good time. I've played a lot of rec sports, and I have had zero fans my entire life, so that's pretty dope. Really? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh. It's okay. okay. I do comedy, and I'm really good at that, and lots of fans are at that, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it fills the hole in my soul. Oh yeah, sure. Stand up comedy. That's that you get uh, a lot of people coming to see you. Well not to be see hilarious. Me. Not to see me specifically. They're just like, I'd like to go see comedy and I happen to be there. Well that works out for everyone. It's great for everyone involved. Well, ex- 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 except the, the audience. audience. <laughs> I was gonna say not the audience. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's true. Speaking of stand-up comedy, Melissa, um, you may be very jealous of me because uh, I'm performing at the Just for Laughs Festival this summer, and it was announced that uh, your favorite basketball player, Blake Griffin, is going to be hosting shows there the whole weekend. What? Yeah, so me and him are going to be like best friends forever. Oh, Don't worry. I'll come s- on. I'll send pics of me and him hanging. Oh, please do. <laughs> yeah, I will. He's yeah, he's I don't know if you heard, but they do shows every just for laughs called the Midnight Surprise. And so it's like the shows start at midnight and they don't announce the lineups of the show. So it can be like anyone like last year, Chappelle dropped in one time, Louis C.K. dropped in. But then usually it's just like comics from around the festival. And yeah, Blake Griffin's hosting them for three of the nights and I'll be there. So I don't know if I'm going to be on any of the Midnight Surprise shows, but it is definitely my goal to become his new best friend. Yeah, you can tell him I said hi. I will. I will definitely. I'm absolutely name dropping you. Because you've sure. done comedy stuff with Blake. I have. I was in the Space Jam live read. Do, does that make it kind of weird when, um, like, you you know write fangirl tweets and stuff to him? Okay, here's what happened with Blake Griffin. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm a, sort of a new Clippers fan. I would say a little over two, maybe two or three seasons ago. I started getting into the Clippers, um, and what? And, and I'm way deep, way I'm way deep in the Clippers now. <laughs> and I noticed Blake Griffin, a good-looking man, very good-looking man. <laughs> and so I, I followed the team on Twitter, and then I would just randomly tweet things at him during games, like, "Hey, you want to meet for nachos during halftime?" <laughs> And then one day he followed me back on Twitter. And I was like, oh my God, what do I do? What? Ha- oh my God. And we did the Space Jam live read. I don't think he knows who I am. I've met him a few times. Um, and maybe he got weirded out because I kept texting him, asking him if he needed anything during games, like pizza or water. And then he unfollowed me. <laughs> <laughs> go to someone's page and you don't see the follows you it's like what the fuck what did i do like what did i say and i go back through my tweets i'm like oh i've been harassing him for years (laughs) but sometimes it takes a while to like load the following like the gray following sign you know what i mean because i get that i get freaked out too i'll go to like ken jennings page and i'm like oh did the jeopardy guy unfollow me and it just like loads it takes like 30 seconds to load sometimes so are you sure he unfollowed you I'm sure he did. I've checked. I'm sorry. It's it's over. So if I name <laughs> if I name drop you, it's got to be like a reverse name drop. Like, oh yeah, you know Melissa Stetton? I had her on my podcast, and I just insulted her for thirty minutes straight, and then I'm gonna offer him a high five. He's gonna be like, fuck yeah. Oh. And then you can follow that up by asking if he wants pizza or water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bro, you want nachos at halftime? You know, I still follow him. It's cool. I'm still a Clippers fan. Although I don't think he's going to be on the Clippers next season. Really? I don't know. I don't think Steve Ballmer likes him. Well, I mean, that whole punching incident probably didn't go over too well. No. And, I mean, I, I, I think this is a crazy dream, but trading Blake to Oklahoma for Kevin Durant. Well, Durant's about to be a free agent. Come to L.A. Oh, and Blake's from Oklahoma. Swap out the contract. Do basically. a sign and trade. Yeah. All right. I could get on board with that. I kind of want KD on the Raptors, though. <laughs> well, 
That, that's not going to happen. The Raptors. Well, yeah. he said no. He's admitted before that he's like a lifelong Raptors fan and he loves Drake. So I'm just hoping that uh, I'm hoping Drake's. Oh, gonna just I mean, I'm a fan Drake. of the Raptors. I like the Raptors. Yeah, I mean that's that's my team. And, that's my uh, team by default oh. because my team moved to Memphis when I was a child and like ruined my life. Oh, the Grizzlies. <laughs> yeah, I mean they were really bad. They were one of the worst teams in professional sports history. But I still miss them every day. As you should. And now I'm, I have to be a Raptors fan because it's like the only team left in Canada. So I just can't imagine a superstar at the height of his power deciding to pack up and move to Canada. As much as it would be great, it's just probably yeah. not happening. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's going to happen either, but it would be dope. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how fans of every team are kind of like, oh, yeah, Durant's definitely coming here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think everyone wants – I think he'll – you can go to the Lakers, too. Well, somebody has to go there first, right? Oh, yeah. He can't just go there alone. That would be terrible. Well, <laughs> well he'd have to have, like, a, a group in place in advance. Yeah. Like all those guys went to Miami. Yeah, maybe Chris Bosh, noted trader, will go to L.A. <laughs> the Aubrey Plaza of the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bosch is going to Aubrey Plaza, Miami. <laughs> and then LeBron is like, see ya. <laughs> totally. What a jerk. Well, um, as a Clippers fan, can I ask you uh, if construction has begun on the uh, statue of Austin Rivers for next season? The statue of Austin Rivers? I feel like if you put up a performance like he did in game six, you kind of almost need to have a statue erected in your honor. I, you know, look, I've been, I've been a riverhead since day one. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like what happens when the mob cuts a head off of a body and throws it into the water. <laughs> oh, we got a real river head here, boys. Actually, that sounds like the racial slur we were all waiting for. <laughs> oh, no, that does sound bad. I don't know what it means, but it sounds bad. Or people who are just super into river dance also. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, there you yeah. Go. Is Michael Flatley totally. still alive? I, I hope so. <laughs> Me too. What a beauty. Yeah, man. Austin Rivers all the way. He, you know, I was at a game once and everyone was booing him. It was pretty sad. I mean, he was playing like garbage, but then like he came back and played with his fucking bleeding eye. You that seem, man, respect. You seem like a very superstitious fan also. I, I saw on Instagram you um, like burned your shirt when things weren't going well. I had to get rid of that shirt. It was cursed. <laughs> I wore it every day last season during the finals. And they were doing pretty good. And then, uh, yeah, man, cursed. I had to burn it. It was pretty cheap. It was only like a $15 shirt. So I didn't feel... I have another one, too. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I like but no, I think the Clippers are cursed. I like that you considered the value of the shirt before you burned it. I need, I'm so upset. I need to burn this. Well, I mean, it was only $15, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah. If it was like a $30 shirt, no way. I'd keep that. No way. <laughs> I don't care how cursed this thing is. It cost me 30 goddamn dollars. <laughs> Just wear it on yeah, occasion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Clippers are cursed. I think they're cursed. Well, it's kind of a, a terrible way for them to go out if this is going to be the end of, of this, you know, Blake and Paul era, given all the just well, injuries that went down. Well, you know what? It's actually better than them just getting this far completely healthy and then just blowing it. At least there was like a reason. Like Chris Paul got injured. Blake was injured. So it's not like it's their fault. 
it was injuries. That's true. It's probably a little easier to take than the season prior where it looked like they were poised to go to the final and then just blew it against Houston. Oh, that was the worst week of my life. (laughs) (laughs) As someone who jumped on board two years earlier, that is... uh, that's an amazing level of fashion. Yeah, I, I, I was a Pistons fan my whole life because I'm from Michigan, and I'm just a huge trader, and I love the Clippers. But I'm like, I, being a sports fan is so emotional. It's it's so hard. Like, I, I'm kind of glad they're not in the finals because I can watch the finals and not give a shit. I'm like, oh, I want Golden State to win tonight. Or like, oh, I think the Cavs should win tonight. There's no stake in it. It's just, fantastic. Just give me an entertaining series. That's what I, yeah, I was hoping Cleveland would win last night because Draymond wasn't there, and so they can go back to Cleveland. And he can That's kick somebody else in the balls, basically. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's touching a lot of balls. balls. He's touching a lot of balls, that Draymond Green. We cannot wait to see the movie. I don't know how we're going to see it up here in Canada. Yeah, we don't get CISO up here, so you're going to have to get on the phone. Is CISO, is that in Canada? No, we just got Netflix so. like two months ago, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Huh. You might have to send us a preview copy. Well, the director's from Canada, so I'm so he'll probably make sure it gets up somehow. <laughs> Some sort of streaming rights agreement with Netflix Canada, hopefully. Yeah, and I'll send you a torrent for it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you mentioned that the movie premiered at Tribeca. You guys all got to do the red carpet in matching track suits. Can you just describe that experience? Oh, that was incredible. It's pretty amazing how many people pay attention to you when you're all wearing the same thing and you look like you're in a cult. <laughs> Everyone just wants to take your photo. <laughs> that was really fun. It was so much fun. The, were- the, the screening was sold out. We got to do a Q&A. It was very fun. We got to eat a lot of pizza. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> well, you guys are all kind of like, you know, comedians or improvisers, actresses, models. Is it kind of weird that like one of the most high profile things that a lot of you have done is play on a rec league basketball team? It is pretty funny. <laughs> it's like the most famous thing we've all done. I mean, besides Aubrey. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That we just kind of, we didn't really want, we just accidentally did this like we didn't ask for this documentary we made someone like showed up and started filming it we're like all right go for it and we talk about like beer league hockey up here every so often and how it gets like super intense from the sounds of things though uh on pistol shrimps radio these games get crazy there's like elbows thrown around like is shit going down Oh, yeah. I mean, for the most part, it's pretty friendly, but there are a few bad apples on some of these teams, and these girls are so, so aggressive, and they get very angry, and I, I, I've i had a couple of technical fouls in my day <laughs> <laughs> where I, I just chase after a girl. I'm like, oh, no, you did not just steal the ball from me, and then I will foul her just because I'm angry. Uh... <laughs> But no, like, there's a lot of apologizing. Like, if you actually hit a girl in the face, you're like, oh, fuck, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Like, there's a lot of that stuff going on. Is there... But it's very competitive. I get pretty angry when we don't win. <laughs> oh, don't we all? Is there, is there like, a, uh, is there a Draymond in your league that, like, is a, that, like, runs around kicking boxes? There is a girl on this team on the blouses who, she hates us. I don't know why she hates us, but... 
we beat them last game, so they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> nice. What's... Game not blouses. What's the worst team name in your league? The worst team name? I mean, there's some pretty good ones. There's the Chicago Bulls, the Princess Layups. Uh, my personal favorite is the Kareem Abdul Jababes. <laughs> that is good. That's yeah. a really good one. So every, uh, everybody's keeping their pun game strong then. I figured there'd be a couple cringeworthy ones. Yeah, they're all pretty good puns. I mean, we're one of the only non-puns. I wanted to be the Kirsten Dunks nice. at first. That's great. But we all voted on pistol shrimps. <laughs> it's not too late to reconsider. I know, I'll start a side team. Oh, I, I mean, the movie's coming out in a few days. It's probably too late to reconsider, but... It's not at the same time. <laughs> it's definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Melissa. Well, thank you so much. Uh, unless you guys have any other questions before we wrap up here. I think we've – I, I was going to ask about the team names because I was going to say uh, in my soccer league, there's two teams named Game of Throw-Ins. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's good to know that there's a league that has, like, better team names. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one more time, the movie is out this week, streaming on CISO, and uh, Melissa, thank you so much for coming around to, to talk about it with us. Yeah, thanks for having me, dudes. <laughs> thanks, Melissa. Enjoy thanks the finals. So we oh, will. Yeah. You too. Take care. Thanks. <laughs> well, that was a treat, gentlemen. That was. That was pretty crazy. I mean, I, I was saying this when, when Melissa agreed to be on the show, like... Uh, I've been following her on Twitter for probably like four years. I just thought like she was so funny and I was like, oh, this this like model, like not someone you'd necessarily expect to be like super funny and like really into comedy and all that stuff was just tweeting like hilarious shit about the modeling industry and everything. And I followed her, thought she was amazing. And then she followed me back like six months ago. And I've always, we've talked about trying to have her on the show because she follows Stefan as well. And, um, and then, yeah, and then I just asked her and she was like, oh yeah, I w totally want to be on the show. Me? Like, of let's, course. Yeah, I would love to do it. And we were like, and I was just kind of like, oh. Uh, okay, great. And we got a lot of great inside info on the on the pistol shrimp. Thing yeah, too. yeah, exactly. And if I have one regret, it's that I forgot to ask her who the famous actor who was sitting next to her on that airplane all those years ago. Oh was. yeah, because like even if she just told us off the air, I'm endlessly curious about. She's that. got a few because she's got that, and then she just did a blog. I bet you it was that. Uh, it was Carly Simon. <laughs> <laughs> just coming full circle. Yeah, that was a good joke. That was a great joke. Good one, Stefan. <laughs> That's the kind of content that you would retweet from cafe.com. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, yeah, she just did a blog post about how she had been just recently dating someone who is like a pretty famous TV actor, but she like didn't want to talk about it, like didn't say who it was. Uh. But, but yeah, so she's got a few of these stories, I feel. Like, I feel mystery, like she'd be man. a great girl to have a beer with and just be kind of like, so... Who's really fucking weird? Because I'm sure she's also gotten just some super, super weird yeah. like advances from dudes. Well, you know, if you're going to dish that out to Blake Griffin, you should probably expect it to return in kind. Yeah, maybe I'll start tweeting her every day now. Hey, you want nachos at halftime? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we can move on from the world of basketball, though. Because, I mean, that was great. Star of screen and tweets and all yeah. that stuff uh that's a new favorite perhaps if people loved that appearance from melissa 
And we can take a little dip right now into our back catalog of yes. previous guests. One of our oldest favorites. Yes. One of our earliest guests, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Second yeah. or third. Second or third, yeah. yeah. We were deciding. So, yeah. Third, I think, yeah. So, uh, let's put basketball in the rear view and start talking about hockey. All right, fellas. Well, the Stanley Cup final is over, of course, which means all eyes are on the draft at this point. And uh, John, yeah. particularly in your case, being a, a Toronto hockey fan, the draft is definitely something to look forward to. The draft is all I've been looking forward to. Since we won the draft lottery when I was in Halifax, uh, it was just, you know, it was beautiful. And it's been a very emotional two months waiting for next week. And it's going to be... It's going to be great. I'm very excited. There's not a lot of surprise involved at this point for Toronto fans. I don't think it's a little bit like if you're going into Christmas morning having only asked for one thing, uh, you're probably going to get it. Yeah. And that one thing for the Maple Leafs fans would be, of course, Austin Matthews. Of course. He's, yeah. your, he's your Nintendo 64 in oh, 1997. Oh, man. I definitely got a Nintendo 64 for Christmas, so it feels like... Uh, yeah, absolutely. The repeat of that Christmas. Yeah, Austin Matthews is my Wave Race 64 exclusive <laughs> bundle. Well, with that in mind, we figured we would uh, dial up an old favorite. Yes. Uh, he is the official college player of Real Good Show, and he is also now our official Arizona hockey analyst, Jackson Playfair. Welcome back to RGS. <laughs> thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, thanks for having me back on. I, uh... I had so much fun last time when John texted me. There's no way I could have said no. So I thought uh, I thought I'd love to come back on and, and talk to you guys again. Well, you're playing uh, over on the east coast of Canada, but you do your off season training uh, in Arizona, if I'm not mistaken, because uh, given that's where your dad is coaching. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, kind of all over the map with everything now. Actually, I'm up in we're up at our cabin right now in uh, in northern British Columbia doing some summer work up here but um yeah normally i'm just between arizona and wherever i'm playing um for the past probably five years that's kind of been home base and it's been awesome i love it down there what you're saying is you're between where you're playing and where your parents live i mean let's be yeah. honest <laughs> yeah it's what junior hockey players call going home for the summer but essentially it's just that we all go home because we miss it and we miss our parents and <laughs> mama's home cooking so we all have to go back and we don't want to grow up and get our own places that's the truth but for now we'll just call it where i go to train but yeah it's just to go home i also enjoy that uh, you know uh, you you're disappearing up to the cabin in the great northern wilds. Usually that's going off the grid. Uh, <laughs> but wherever you happen to be still has strong enough Wi-Fi that you can call into real good show. You know what? I actually had to go walk down the beach and ask my neighbors to turn theirs off just so I could get the strong signal going out of our cabin. <laughs> we, got the bun we got the bunny ears up on top, but... No, we, uh, it's 2016. We got some Wi-Fi up here. It's not great, but it'll do. <laughs> how's, uh, how's the weather up there? Is it summer up there yet? Because it was pouring rain. Yeah, the past, you know like, what? Five it's, actually, it's actually beautiful. It's, uh, this is my hometown, actually. I was kind of born born up in Fort St. James, British Columbia. And, uh, and I get a chance usually to get back here once for about a week every summer, but going to school and stuff i had to actually grow up and get a get a real job so i came up here to work in the uh in the forestry business for about two months so i'm, I'm doing that right now before i head back down to down to arizona for the rest of the summer well when you well, get to arizona are you gonna see some familiar faces down there 
<laughs> yeah, you know what? Um, John actually texted me and kind of told me that um, we'd be talking about Austin a little bit. And you know what? It's um, well, for, let's get it straight. First that, of all, I texted that, you and asked you for Austin's number. Um, that's that, <laughs> yeah. was, that was how we started. And you know, I I sort of understand why you wouldn't give it to me, but uh, you know, I mean, I definitely. I, I don't. think yeah, I, think, I don't understand. I it. think eventually it's that should You've be. You've proven yourself as a quality journalist at this point. <laughs> you should be able to call him up. Yeah, no I problems. agree. Yeah, no, absolutely. I just uh, I actually don't even have it myself because I was just giving it away too much and Austin <laughs> had to change it and shut that down. So I got in trouble. That's why I can't give it out anymore. Is I don't even have it. <laughs> <laughs> I get redirected. I get redirected right to his agent cell phone number, and he tells me to go away. So <laughs> we're not we're not that close. No. <laughs> but yeah, no. Tell us. I mean, I interrupted you. Tell us. Uh, tell us a little bit about Austin. I know you guys are friends, and uh, you know, just uh, maybe something because I, I think you know people have already seen uh, when he's been in the media and stuff. He's obviously a very uh, smart guy, very polished talker. Uh, especially comparing him with Lion A, who is basically like just throwing his dick on the table and being like, yo, <laughs> what's up? Uh, you know, Austin was a little bit more reserved. Maybe uh, tell us some stuff that, that people maybe wouldn't know about him. Um, you know what? He's he's a obviously he's a special player that's kind of um on the forefront and he was he was a, always been a, a good a good kid that we've kind of known and he's a little bit younger than myself and uh, my little brother, who's actually named Austin, also kind of started hanging out with them, and um, through training and hockey, it's a pretty small community down in down in Arizona. Once with the elite level guys and the junior guys and stuff. So once he kind of got in that, and they needed a guy to push the pucks around, so I was invited out to a couple skates, and um, we just kind of our, our group for our group of friends kind of just started all hanging out and. You know what? He's he's just a good, honest kid, honestly, and I can't I can't pump his tires enough. He's he's uh, he's a good guy to hang out with and and kind of shoot the crap with and and have fun. And then you know what? When it's time for business, it's time for business, and he he gets that. And he's he's a he's a professional at at eighteen years old. And you don't find that very often in, in in any sport, let alone hockey with young kids like that. Well, I feel like a lot of the guys who go first overall in the draft and have that pressure on them from, uh, you know, let's say age 16 or so, uh, are all kind of uh, muted personalities. Like, they they have, like, big endorsement deals. They don't want to really, like, say anything that will create any sort of hubbub. But uh, is Austin a funny guy? Can we expect a, a little bit of personality from him as he gets the spotlight put on him next season? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's always got a smile on his face and he's always cracking, cracking jokes and you don't get away with anything. He's, he's pretty sharp. He's pretty sharp on that sense too, keeping you accountable. I think I've, I've seen quite a bit of humor out of him and I really do hope he, he will open up. I, I, I would assume, I mean, um, you're, that's the situation is he's a young kid who's has a very good chance to go first overall to, the hockey team in Canada you know what I mean like Toronto is they've always been um Canada's team I mean they might not be everyone's favorite team but he has a chance to go somewhere and change a hockey team that hasn't been good for a long time and there's pressure that comes with that right and I think he handles it very well but from the media side of things I think he'll I think he'll open up and, and surprise a lot of people with his sense of humor for sure 
Now, does it weird you out knowing that I'm nearly 31 years old and I'm incredibly excited about this 18-year-old person? That's your friend? <laughs> Not at all, because you know what? It's, that, that's hockey, eh? That, that's... <laughs> If you can't get excited about an eighteen-year-old kid who has a chance to change a franchise, then you're not a hockey fan. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's like I think every I think every forty-year-old Edmonton Oilers fan has a man crush on Connor McDavid, and if you say you don't, you're just lying to yourself. Like, that's everybody true. loves that guy. I and, have a man crush on Connor McDavid, and I hate Edmonton and the city and everything. Yeah. About <laughs> and exactly. you know, come twenty eighteen, I think the whole country's probably going to have a man crush on McDavid, no matter what age you are. So. Uh, exactly. Once he's, exactly. Once he's wearing the maple leaf, all, yeah, all bets are off. <laughs> exactly, and that's that's what those young kids do for the game is they have that that life and that juice that keeps you interested and keeps you coming back, which is why another reason why you love love hockey, right? Well, can we just hold you, uh, stop you right there for a second, and and just ask you what it feels like to call them young kids when you're probably like <laughs> two years older than them, maybe? You know what? I, I actually had a, my birthday was the other day, and I turned twenty-two, and uh, and me and my little brother were hanging out on the couch, and I had to get up and go to bed, and I was like, "Oh, I'm so tired," because I get up pretty early to work. And he grabs his phone, he goes, "It's eight thirty and I was like, "Yeah, dude, I'm twenty-two. I'm old." Like, and I was going to bed at eight thirty, and I was like, "Dang, this is not good. Like, I'm getting old." Yeah, you're pretty so, much finished. Pal. Those are young kids. That's, I mean. Well, it's it's all downhill from here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I peaked. I peaked already. That was it. I, just, I love the idea of you looking at the draft class and being like, oh, those whippersnappers. So much life oh. ahead of them. <laughs> it's horrible. I was like, I look at it and I'm like, I was like 20 when this kid played like affiliate games. And I was going like second overall in the draft. It's like, how old am I? Jesus. <laughs> Still not that old, relatively speaking, but yeah. I mean, it must be tough for you because, uh, you know, realistically, I mean, you know, you obviously you had a good year with uh, with Dalhousie, but you got your younger brothers in the dub playing well and uh, your middle brothers on his way to being a famous actor. Uh, you know, you might turn out to be the worst member of the Playfair family. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the smartest, but the worst in, in some senses, I guess. That's kind of my plan. I got one year under my belt, so even if I walk away now and that's it's downhill from here, I still got that one year that I can hang on to where no one else has got that, so <laughs> that's all I got right now. But Well, Dylan's celebrity status has uh, exploded a little bit with the success of Letterkenny since we last spoke to you. Uh, is he letting it go to his head at all? Until he walks in these front doors at our cabin, I think his head's pretty big, but we're uh, we're pretty quick to shoot him down and let him know where he's at. No, he's uh, he's awesome. You know, he's actually he's up right now visiting, and um, I mean, he's he's the same kid. I mean, he's hasn't changed a lick. He's just on TV here and there, and I I think he knows that his whatever level he's at or he will get to. It's he's got good roots, and I think he uh, me and my little brother try and keep him pretty honest as as much as we can. So. He, uh, his head doesn't get too big, that's for sure. Same guy as he ever was, just a little more money in the bank. <laughs> yeah. I'm just expecting some more, some bigger Christmas gifts. That's the only thing that's changed. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. I respect it. Now, this you may not be able to answer this, but this is a very important question for me. Do you know Austin Matthews' favorite ice cream flavor? 
He's actually a uh, he's a professional athlete, so he doesn't eat ice cream. Okay, don't give me that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I have no I mean, I have no idea. I actually don't even remember. I don't even know if we went for ice cream together, but. Uh, He's John is shaking his head. Yeah, right I'm now, very. I'm so disappointed. Like ice cream is everything to me. Like how am I supposed I know, to be excited? That, that's about... how you know we're not really that close. Eh? We have one for ice cream. <laughs> well, you we're know, like okay buddies. Yeah, if he's like a you know if he's like a vanilla bean guy, I, mean, I can't get into that. You know. No, I think I don't. Know, I think he's like a funky monkey or something. I'm not <laughs> sure. But I'll I'll ask him next time I see him, and we'll get back to you on that one. Beautiful. Thank you. Uh, well, you, you talked a little bit there, Jackson, about how he's like ready to uh, to thrive under the spotlight. We've you know done some interviews over the course of the episode since you've been on. Talked to a guy uh, like Kyle Wellwood, who's a a Canadian who said that he'd probably have rather played in like a, a smaller market American city for his career just to uh, avoid that uh, you know big market <laughs> microscope. Uh, you really feel mm-hmm. like uh, this is an American guy who, who, who wants to have that pressure of being Canada's boy, basically? You know what? I, I mean, that's, that's, that's a lot of pressure for anybody to take. And no matter, no matter who you are or what situation you're in, it's not easy. And I think Austin kind of identified that early and realized that that was um, – not necessarily that he was going to Toronto, but just that pressure playing next level, and and obviously um, showed not only that his his skill level is ready, but that he's mature enough to. I mean, last year he went over and played in uh, in the Switzerland professional league as a seventeen year old kid, which has never been done before. And I mean, the maturity to make not only make that decision, but to 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 go through with it when he easily could have came home and played where I mean. Threw a dart at a map and played wherever he wanted, and and still probably been in a position to go where he's at. For him to go over and do that, I think kind of shows that he's ready to to take the next step, and and I think he's ready to be a, a figure for whatever organization um, takes him, whether it's Toronto or or whoever you know. So I personally, as a biased opinion of his friend, I think he he'll do just fine for sure. Well, every Canadian team was pretty much bad enough to have a legit shot at him all year <laughs> yeah. long. So. Whether it was Toronto, he probably knew he was going north of the border at some point. Unless, do you think a guy like that is like meticulously following the draft positions of teams throughout the season? Or I mean, he just let the chips fall I, where they may. <laughs> I've never been that good to know to try and ever even put myself in that situation. I mean, maybe like Pee Wee tryouts when I was going out there and trying to get on the AAA team other than the B team, but. Like I've never followed it that close, so I honestly can't even put myself in in his shoes in that in that sense. But um, I imagine a, a player like that it kind of keeps an eye on it to an extent. But I mean, he I think he's pretty comfortable to know where he's gonna go is gonna be somewhere good, and it's gonna be he's not gonna slip too far. I don't think so. It's like, I don't think he watched it too close. I I, th- I I don't know. I feel like it's like when players say they don't read uh, the. The news clippings about them. Yeah. You know, we we all know you're reading it. It's fine. It's like who are you kidding? Come on. Like how many times have you gone back and read the interview we did for Schnarped? Oh yeah, like no, ex- I've read it all the time, and it's like my claim to fame. I try and I try and like feed people to go look at it. I'm like, yeah, just there's like a link. I don't know if you want to check it out. You really should go check it out. Just check it out. I don't think anyone. I, I think I have like ten buddies who read it, but I love it. I show it to all my family. Beautiful. I love it. If you were still in high school, would it be taped up in your locker? 
Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> right beside my right beside the Mustang GT that I thought I was gonna have when I was sixteen. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not that old. I'm old. I'm not that old. Now uh, we've talked a lot about about other people, not a lot about yourself. Uh, you know, you can tell us a little bit of it. Are you you're heading back to Dalhousie next year? Yeah, you know what? Um, uh, Dal's got a great program out there right now, and I I personally love. I mean, John went out in Halifax and kind of you you can't really describe the East Coast until you've kind of been out there and checked it out. It's, yeah, it's I great. love it for for going to school in that environment, and um, our team's gonna be we're gonna be a good team next year. We're gonna have a chance to compete and play for for what I think is gonna be a chance to, to play in the national championship tournament next year. And I mean, it's, this program has been, been spinning around for a while and we finally got back on our feet and it's exciting. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to be heading back to Dal next year and uh, going to my second year out there. So hopefully only three more left, but who knows, <laughs> maybe a couple extra if it's too much fun to leave. And then I'm not too sure what's, what's after that. Well, it's okay. We didn't bring you on the show to talk about what might happen when you're 27. <laughs> <laughs> I can come back on for episode 500 and we'll talk about it then. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly there's no pressure this isn't like uh you know Jim didn't give us a call and was like hey John could you really get my son on the podcast and give him a direction he's, he's floundering <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so don't worry you're safe um but yeah so you uh so you think that the team when you say you're gonna get better is that a, a case of guys getting older or is that uh like new recruits to the team or you know how how does that work yeah a little bit of everything you know what it's it's a we got a really good group of guys we're actually not even really losing too many players and um it's just a great it's a great team and a great program out there and um they were young for a while and and things weren't they didn't have a great couple great seasons even last year wasn't really a a great season, but I think we got the right guys in the, in the right spot now, and I think we got some new guys coming in that'll help. And I mean, it's tough with with university hockey because if you have a bad bad season, you can't just trade your roster, right? Like those are those are your guys. And and Dal Dalhousie's got to be one of the closest teams I've ever played on as having a good core group of guys, and that's that's so essential in university because those are your guys and they're with you for four years and that's it, you know? So we got a great group of guys coming back again next year, which is, which is key. Nice. Right on, yeah. man. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, how did final season treat you given that you are the official college student of real good show? We should probably check in on your, on your studies as well. God, um, <laughs> you don't have to, like, it's not, <laughs> You, you just said you were the smartest playfair, so you know no pressure. Yeah, right? no, it's all relative. That's not saying much. That's just the immediate family. I mean, <laughs> no, we're uh, we're not bad, but I mean, <laughs> I uh, I did okay. I mean, it was uh, you know what is funny is I always thought that finals were so blown up, and like I'm pretty sure I was like a 20 year old like high school grad playing junior hockey, thinking I was a joke. Cool, I was like tweeting at kids being like shut up finals aren't hard like <laughs> suck it up trying to have like a 10 a.m bagger and then like i did in finals and when i was laying in bed crying afterwards i was like i get it i understand why 
this is so hard. Like, it's miserable. And then your younger brother's tweeting at you being like, shut the fuck up, Jackson. You didn't have to do a 10 a.m. bagger. And you're like, oh, yeah, God. he's like, he's like, yo, we had a bus ride yesterday. I was like, dude, I studied for like 72 hours straight, like, and still got a C plus. What are you talking about? What was, uh, what was your hardest course this uh, past year? Oh, I took a, a st- like a stats class, like statistics. Um, it's called statistics for managers, and like I thought it was gonna be easy, and it was like it was it was horrible. It was the worst thing I've ever done, easily. <laughs> well, and like it was one of those classes too, where all they were all first year students, right? And I've I've been out of school for four years, so the teacher on the first day like rolls in, starts writing stuff on the board, and she goes. Yeah, but you guys should all know this from like last year in, in grade twelve math. And I literally look around and I'm like, that was like five years ago, lady. Like, <laughs> refresher course here. <laughs> oh, that's sounds... the worst part is, is if you guys have smart people watching this, they're gonna be emailing in saying that guy's an idiot. That class is so easy. <laughs> no, our, our listeners are for me. Okay, so back off. Our listeners are very stupid. Don't worry. <laughs> Yeah, you're fine. They're probably all like, oh, yeah, stats. I remember that. Because, yeah, because you're probably thinking being a hockey guy, you're like, stats. Yeah, I got lots of those. You add the goals to the assists, you get the points. You're done. Exactly. (laughs) Plus, minus. Like, I got that. (laughs) No. It was was miserable. (laughs) Well, what was your favorite course last year? Um, I'd have to say... I don't. I didn't mind like economics and stuff like that, but I don't know. They, none of them. I mean, it's school. None, are you supposed to have a favorite class? <laughs> no, but you don't have to. Uh, all the classes I mean, were my favorite. I mean, I don't know. I mean, there were. I had a couple okay ones, but oh no, actually, you know what? Sociology is probably my favorite. I did a sociology like an introduction class, and that was cool. Yeah, I took some SOS when I was in uh, university. I liked it a lot. It's very interesting, yeah. like anthropology, philosophy, the, all those kinds of like studies of humans. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah good stuff. I took sociology one on one in uh, second year, and our teacher weighed four hundred pounds, used a cane, and never came to class. That's great. <laughs> Gives you a better understanding of the group dynamics when you go uh, to practice after school, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm kind of pissed though because I'm like I did one whole like psychology sociology class and i still can't read mine so i'm behind on that and like i don't know what the point of going is if that's not gonna end up happening eventually well and you uh, i believe you have a girlfriend now too and i'm sure it's that's not getting any easier even I've, i mean i've taken lots of philosophy courses and that never gets easy no and you know what actually i do have a girlfriend and she's uh She's working out east right now, actually. But the worst part about it is my favorite class. I swear, I actually took because I met her, and like a week later, I'd have my final classes submitted. And she's like, "Yeah, like I'm taking this class." And I was trying to go on a couple dates with her, so I literally took the class because she was in it, and it'd be my favorite class. (laughs) Now we're together. But if that's a story that we end up telling people in the future, it's gonna be pretty funny because I did not want to take it at all, and I only took it because she was in it. But it all works out in the it end. all works yeah it's actually a good class so <laughs> <laughs> well she obviously has good taste yeah exactly well in exactly. class our teacher for that class actually had two like full arm tattoo sleeves 
So that I thought was pretty cool because he was like a, that was like one of my first professors. I thought they were all like a-holes and this guy <laughs> wore some double sleeves. I was like, whoa. He's the like, cool teacher. Yeah. I was like, this guy's the man. <laughs> it's like having an awesome substitute, but it's your like regular teacher for the whole course. Yeah. Until he failed me in a paper, then I was like, this guy's not that sweet anymore. <laughs> Like, oh, you couldn't find an A for me on your sleeve there, buddy? Yeah. I was like, come on, man. I was so pumped about your sleeves, and now you did this to me. What are you doing? <laughs> All right, Jackson. Well, we will let you get back to the uh, relaxation up there at the cabin, but uh, thank you for a peek at your life as a student and, of course, a preview of what Leafs fans can expect from Austin Matthews. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, anytime, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me back on the show, and... I'm never not too busy to, to come and talk with you guys, so give me a call whenever. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, Jackson. Thanks, Jackson. Thanks, Jackson. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Jackson Playfair once again, and uh, you know we'll have to have him back pretty much for every He is literally episode. the funniest hockey player ever. Yeah, basically. Yeah. At least the only guy willing to be his true, honest self with something that could be considered media. Though I guess Kyle Wellwood did that, too. Yeah. When he was well, here. We just, not in his, just not in his plane. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I think Jackson is just, uh, he's just one of those guys that he's, he's, vi- he, he, you know, we kind of made fun of him in terms of being smart or whatever, but he's smart enough to know that, like, what he can get away with saying. Like, he's incredibly good at being on that line of, like, what is funny and what would be seen as, like, inappropriate by the university that he plays hockey for or and, whatever. You know, he even censored himself once. He said crap instead of shit. Yeah. He said shoot the crap. Yeah, shoot the crap. He said shoot the you shit. You know, that famous saying that yeah. everyone under the age of eight says. Shoot the shoot crap. Shoot the crap. <laughs> shoot the poop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just yeah. shooting the old poop. But, you know, hopefully... Uh, Austin Matthews can, sh- uh, can, you know, put some of that sense of humor on display. Also, hopefully Jackson can get his shit together and get us fucking Austin Matthews for this program. Yeah, that would I mean, be enough unreal. of small timing with Jackson Playfair. Let's get uh, let's get Austin well, rolling pr- here. We we need to do that like before the draft, so that there's no like PR department that we need to go through. To he has his own happen. PR department. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure we would. Yeah. So we've got seven days to put this interview together. <laughs> well, it's it's all po- it's all possible. Who knows. <laughs> Uh, but I, I mean, it's it's a show that's going a little bit long now with these guest appearances. So, boys, what do you say we just dive right into the Twitter mailbag? Let's do it. Special 50th edition. Yes. It's ladder time. It's ladder time. Flutter time. It, it, it's ladder time. What am I reading? Ladder time. Ladder, ladder, ladder time. Got mail. What am I reading? Next question. Stefan, anything good in the mailbag this week? Uh, M Torino seventy five asks, could Stefan push Justin down the stairs? I'm going to say probably yes. Yeah, like if you're off balance. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, I'm a pretty sturdy gentleman, but if I'm you, also klutzy at the same time. Yeah, if you had a chance to steady yourself, I don't think I'd be able to. But if we were just, like, walking down the hall. And I suddenly just shoved you. Yeah, then I'd go tumbling That's for doable. sure. If yeah. I could do it to a gorilla, you could do it to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sounds like episode 100 has been set. <laughs> <laughs> Stefan will throw Justin down the stairs. The and stair we will push. <laughs> yeah. The challenge has been laid. 
Uh, this question is from Negative Dunks, and it's actually a photo. And he asks, is this sports? And it's a picture of a wizard throwing a pitch. Uh, <laughs> how is it not? It's fantasy sports. If <laughs> yeah, there ah. you go. I used to have a great T-shirt that said "fantasy uh, fantasy baseball," and it was a wizard swinging his scepter so at a baseball. Basically, just yeah, that. it was basically live that. Action. Yeah, it was basically that, but in cartoon. That's form. a live action adaptation of yeah. that T-shirt. Yeah, exactly. It was great. <laughs> we also asked for special fiftieth anniversary questions. We did. We did. Yeah, I, I told, uh, I tweeted it out. I just said, "Give us anything related to either the first fifty episodes of our show, or just like famous fifty things in general." So here's what our uh, listeners came up with. Well, this one's not from that list, but I do oh, want to get to That's it first. Good. Thank you. you. Okay, you're gonna shoot my own segue. <laughs> this one comes to us from Dobby at Dobbins twenty nine, who says, "Who do you think has bigger balls anatomically?" Harambe or Troy Brower? Oh, great question. We we're getting a lot of Harambe questions. Pe- I think people pe- love Harambe. People need to comment down. No, no. If anything, I want more Harambe oh, questions. Uh, I think we should have a special segment just called Harambe questions. We need to get uh, we need Drants next year when Brower's on the Canucks to confirm. <laughs> Then we'll be able to, we'll get a full answer. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it was Harambe's Mike Vail on the Facebook group who was asking somebody to put it like uh, to scale next to like a subway sub. Right. Basically. Yes. How big, <laughs> but how big are gorilla balls? Like, I, 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 I can't imagine they're fairly big. Fairly big, but they're probably not that much bigger than a human. I'm going to look yeah, this up. Go I did not want to do In incognito mode, gorilla, penis, and balls. <laughs> It's going to be in a woman. That's why I didn't want to search it. That's not chimpanzee. Oh, it's okay. His penis is pretty tiny. But its balls look pretty huge. See, I was going to say that. Oh, what's this? Is that a gorilla? Oh, my God. Because we're theoretically adapted from them. So their balls can't be that much bigger. Oh, that's a gorilla's head. And I know that humans actually have one of the largest penises in relation to their body size of any mammal. Look how tiny this gorilla's penis is. The dick looks. His balls are pretty big, actually. This could be a Brower... See what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a little dog penis. It looks like a little yeah, talon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a witch's Yeah, that's what, I mean. that's what I was saying. Because like human penises have actually adapted to be larger because that's more desirable. They have? Yeah, that's what I was saying. When you guys oh, were looking fuck. at that, you didn't hear it. But I was saying humans actually have the lar- one of the largest penises in relation to body size of any mammal. Like our penises should actually be way smaller. Like every human? No, yeah. but just like humans as a species. Because we keep stretching it out with our hands from generation to generation. Well, that too. Yeah, that helps. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. We're jelking from generation <laughs> to generation. Oh, here's It's one. not going to help you, but it might help your son. <laughs> Did uh, Microsoft Paint of a gorilla pooping? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, uh, I can't find anything. Here's like a, I, a special yeah. 50th question from uh, Verviticus, friend of the show, yep. who writes in to say, 50 years of Jim Benning or 50 years of unstoppable diarrhea? <laughs> and you all thought three months was crazy, oh, so well, 50 I mean, years you might as well right kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might as if well Jim Benning was your GM for 50 years, I agree, John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you guys know my answer to that. I'll take Jim Benning. I yeah, it's the fiftieth episode. I'm You're gonna have diarrhea from now until you die. Is basically what there's what that is saying. I know. I'm you wouldn't even enjoy the Stanley Cup win. You'd be watching from the toilet. And well, it's not. You can great. play the toilet time theme song. Yeah, but I don't think you'd enjoy it. I would really enjoy it. 
Be like, it was all worth it. Well, now I have like, you know, 20 more years of diarrhea. But. <laughs> <laughs> Torque Penderloin at Andrew Seaslack writes in with a special 50-year question, uh, or 50th question, I should say. In 50 years, he writes, will we finally have a WWE intercontinental champion who was also a dog? And we can only hope. Play the, play the thing. Oh no! <laughs> it's Ru- Russell's being attacked by Johnny Lucha. Or Johnny Mundo. Mundo. Yeah, there uh, you go. Oh, I got a special 50th anniversary question here from Doctor Posts, and he asked, "Do you think Harambe the Gorilla liked sports?" John, that's specifically for you. Well, we know that he listened to our show, so I'm guessing that he did like sports. Yeah, like biathlon, part of it, I guess. Right. <laughs> Well, I don't know if he liked that. The skiing part of it. Oh, yeah. He oh. hated the shooting part oh, of it, God, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I have a question. See what happened to him? Yeah, he got he shot. He was shot. Yeah, it wasn't great. Uh, he didn't get skied to death. No, that would hurt, too. I have a question for you, Stefan. Yeah. And what is the best guerrilla terrorism group? Uh, is there, like, I'm, oh, God, this is another Kimbo Slice thing. I'm going to fuck up the pun. Boko Harambe. Oh, man. <laughs> Gonna say gorilla ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> just it's, a, it's ISIS, but they're all gorillas. Yeah. Well, I can cut that part. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> uh, I'm done with the gorilla shit. It's over for me. Lauren Griggs wants to know what's fifty plus nineteen. Nice. Nice. <laughs> oh yeah. It's going to say 79. Uh, Tommy Cook writes in, please have Stefan read off his 50 most recent Twitter followers. I love that segment. <laughs> That's a great bit. And we can play the theme song before you do it. Oh, yeah. I made a theme song for it. That's okay. Right, you do it. Stefan's Twitter. Uh, I haven't thought of a name for the segment yet. Still haven't thought of a name for the segment. It's been, yeah, it's been six weeks. All right. Uh, Aaron Kokoska, Rare and Neat, Kip Moore Fanatics, Colorancho, Literal Trash, Quidjabo, Derek Shem, Key In, Based Godbolt, Papatan Garomeo, Ben Connoran, Noah's Ark Flowers, Drinking Games KS, Scoop, What Hot Dog, Kevin Assman, Adot Hinman, Goddammit Ember, Infrared Shody, Dog Boy 182, Small Earth Vintage, Merely a Beetle, Gay Black Republican, <laughs> Owen Keeve, Izzy the Actress, AHMZ Sultan Mac, Curry Palace Life, The Real AFC, Galaxy Gazer, Ann Young Hanny, DZ 1236, Ghost Midfield, Kyle Redman, Current Events, Art by Pep, Conserva Crapper, Rom Quajano, Freddie DeBoer, KJ Blackbird, Blackbird Luxatic, Kimza Kims, Kims Rosen McTavig, Kara Award, Hunter Sense, C. Dentert, Clinton George, Bork 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 Bo, Cairns Kime, Marley Fjord, Great Salt Blake, Rakappa 7, Landspot 5000, The Rukasa, Martin D, Black Mist Live, Darius Kamali, Murfan Kamar, Kerpaya 679, Sean, 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 478. And number 50, Caleb McClung. Didn't we have a McClung joke earlier? Yeah, Seth McClung. Off the air there, yeah. Yeah. There you go, everybody's favorite segment. (laughs) It's 
Stefan's 50 most recent Twitter followers. Love it. It's a great segment. It Good sure segment. is. Way to bring it back. Yeah. We haven't also done. We haven't done a Let's Get Real or a Loonies Toonies in a few weeks. We'll I felt have to bring so that was pretty week. real right there. Oh yeah, for so, sure. No, yeah. we'll have to bring it back in a few weeks. Uh, Derek at it was three zero asks who killed Harambe. <laughs> We all know the answer to that one. <laughs> uh, or do we? He's still at large. <laughs> Jake Goldsby of Sportsfeld. Yes. And this is for you, Justin. Yeah. How is Justin dealing with his newfound fame due to his massive tweet? Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that was something else, honestly. And I I think I owe that all to a uh, former guest on the program, uh, Ed Zitrin. Justin just kind of like leaned back, by the way. Yeah, just big time. Took it all right in. Now. Listen, son. Um <laughs> No, it was cool because Ed was the first person to retweet it, and he's got, you know, something like thirty-five thousand followers or something like that, and it just, uh, it just gathered steam from there and didn't didn't let up. And uh, I haven't really let it go to my head. I'm still the same old tweeter. I'm actively trying to repel all of the people who jumped on board with that tweet. Uh, not changing anything, but uh, hopefully. There was somebody who followed me out of that that uh, might be a future guest on this program. So that's how I'm handling that and trying to recruit uh, some some big guests for future programs. There you go. Yeah, it was fun, though. Like, I, I had a tweet that just blew up that kept, like, pushing alerts to my phone for 48 hours straight. It was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for me, but uh, for Stefan, that's just your average Tuesday. I have to turn the alerts off on my phone. <laughs> of course. Not to brag or anything. Uh, I have a really shitty data plan. So All right. That's why. Uh, I'm just kidding. Jay McGill asks, will you pronounce pasta or drama correctly, please? And I don't know. Did I just do that? Pasta. Pasta. Drama. Drama. <laughs> drama. Drama green. Drama. Pasta. I, I don't, like uh, Americans who are like, it's definitely pasta. Like, If you go to Italy, they call it pasta. And you know what? If there's one thing that I know about Americans, it's that they really respect the way they say other words around the world. (laughs) Like, come on. Who are you kidding here? I got a question from my mom here. She texted one in. Wow. And she asks, well, she says, just saw your request for sports questions on Twitter, so I am sending you mine. If seven-foot-tall NBA players can buy themselves a jockstrap, don't you think that Troy Brower should be able to shop at the same place? But see, your mom is still operating on this theory that all tall dudes have big dicks, which I just don't think that's probably real. And like, I think with Brower, we have to kind of get this in our heads. They're like freakishly large balls. And and you know what? He is not alone in having this problem because Juan Uribe of the Cleveland Indians recently had a problem. That's right. I think Connor Nealon sent us this. Yes. Uh, He got decked in the balls by a, a ball. Oddly enough. He's uh, a baseball player. Yes. And he said that it especially hurt him because he does not wear a cup. He was not wearing a cup f- during the incident and apparently never wears a cup at any point for reasons the, that he said, quote, I don't think the trainers have my size. Well, what if he has a really tiny dick and balls? <laughs> yeah, maybe. And the cup just would like... just like fall off. But it wouldn't fall off. I mean, it's strapped to your waist. He then said, I'm serious. Because <laughs> I am assuming that all of the reporters burst out laughing. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's pretty badass. We definitely have to have Juan Uribe and Troy Brower on the show to have a balls off. Yeah. Just 
Put them on the table. Yeah, just let's see who's their bigger. Whip out the measuring tape. Finally settle it once and for all. Yeah, exactly. Everyone wants to know. Yeah, I'm definitely curious as to how big is this big, you know? I I really do want to see. Like, huge huge balls are just so funny. Yeah, it'd be funny, I think, for sure. Yeah. Like, if they're big enough that you you even know as a teenager that they're too big and you have to call your friends about it... They're big. Like she probably hadn't. I mean, I'm. Well, that sounds I don't like know. the first set of balls she'd ever seen, basically. Yeah, it sounded like that, or close to the first set. Yeah. Yeah. Second, third, maybe. Yeah. Like so, the other ones are. I'm assuming just average balls. Yeah. And then she's like, "Holy shit, bigger? these are so much bigger than the other <laughs> average size balls I've seen. I need to." Have. Is this like four episodes in a row we've <laughs> talked about his? Nutsack? This is important. He's gonna get signed by Vancouver, <laughs> so this is stuff people need to know. Yeah, I want the first question that they ask him during his post signing interview to be like, "You have enormous balls. Please confirm or deny." <laughs> <laughs> as yeah jeff patterson with the the province please confirm uh the rumors that you have enormous balls yeah that'd be great i'd love that please we you'll know that we've made it when yeah that's if he's getting the, asked about his balls when that's entered the discourse we've really established ourselves. he'll be the first and last nhl player we ever have on the show we'll somehow luck out and get him on the show and then we'll just ask him about his balls and we'll never get anyone on here again <laughs> an active nhl player anyways. yeah that's what i mean yeah Lloyd at Chubfeet writes, did Damien Cox send you pictures of his 50-year-old dick? Oh, yeah. he. What was that thing? He DM'd yeah. someone? He accidentally tweeted what was supposed to be a DM, and which I don't think that's like, like a, an accident. Twitter just does that sometimes. Yeah. I've had that happen, too. Nothing like that. Yeah. No, nothing, it was just kind of like, thanks, or like, okay. But... His was like a sext almost, or it sort of sounded like it. He was like, like, "Send me a selfie." Yeah, I was like, "It's okay if you don't want to do that. Just send me a selfie or something." Yeah, so I'm not sure his exact words. Okay, but if you'd rather not, that's cool. Just a selfie from right now is good. Mm, It sounds like he was gonna get like a a naked nudes later. And but who is sending Damien Cox nudes? Ugh. Yeah. I could see one of our listeners doing that. <laughs> yeah, that me like too, joke, probably. But this sounds like an actual, like, consensual, sexual thing. But it's like thing. dick pics, right? So yeah. to bring new meaning to the term, cocks blocked. Ah. That's what you call it when you get blocked without ever tweeting at him. He hasn't yeah. blocked me, I don't think. No, he hasn't blocked me either. I'm definitely blocked. But you've tweeted at him. I don't you? think so. I mean, I've definitely, like, I've definitely subtweeted him or I've, like, named him in tweets. But he still hasn't blocked me. Uh, a, a number of people I think asked. Tyler Bozak might have blocked me, actually. Now that I think about it, it might be Jalen Rose and Tyler Bozak are the only ones that have blocked me. He deleted his tweet and started just retweeting CBC Toronto immediately to be like, oh, yeah. I didn't, that never happened. He retweets a CBC story about public libraries. <laughs> we saw the DM, Damien. No number of tweets about public libraries in Toronto are going to cover that up. A number of people all asked about uh, whether Big Country was going to be the surprise guest for episode number 50, given that he is the biggest number 50 in Vancouver sports history. Yeah, I don't know what people think, but like we literally did a Bryant Reeves retrospective on this show, and he won't talk to anyone. Yeah, He's like a he, recluse. He's a recluse. He has a giant ranch in Oklahoma. He doesn't talk to mainstream media like multiple news outlets in Vancouver have done a like, where are they now on the Grizzlies? He has declined to participate in all of them. And people are thinking like he's just going to magically appear on our show. He's like, the, I mean, he's the, well, J- the, he's the J.D. Salinger. Of yeah, exactly. Players. Like we're it, 
if we get him on the show, the show's over. We set the bar pretty high with Wellwood. I feel like people just expect us to magically conjure Yeah, that's not going to happen. You have to know someone who knows someone who yeah. knows someone. Yeah, that's literally what happened when we got Wellwood on the show. <laughs> so if you know someone who knows someone who knows Bryant Reeves, by all means, we would love for you to extend that olive branch on our behalf, but... Uh, it also helps. We that don't Ky- know those people. Also helps that Kyle Wellwood lives like three minutes from my house. <laughs> yeah, that probably. Helps Brian Reeves too. lives in Oklahoma. Although to be fair, I mean, listen, <laughs> if 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 this podcast gets big enough and we want to raise money and people want to fly us to Oklahoma to try and find him and get him on the podcast, I'm 100 percent down with that. He could just Skype in, but. Unlike Jackson Playfair, I don't think he has Wi-Fi at the ranch. Oh, I'm almost sure that he doesn't even know what the internet is. <laughs> Reese Albrecht writes in, What would take you longer, hitting 50 free throws or kicking one field goal from the 50-yard line on a regulation NFL field? Field goal. I'm weak. Yeah. I just think the field goal it would depend if I had training. Because I know when they do the, like the Wendy's kick for a million thing, they they hook you up with a CFL kicker and they train you like Sean White. Past guest Sean White has done that. It's because someone from BC won when Sean was on the Lions. And so Sean went out and like helped them at least try to get decent at kicking. For like, like if five we just, days beforehand. Yeah. Like if we just went out right now, then yeah, 50 free throws. Although I will say I'm horrible at basketball and it would probably take me an embarrassingly long time. I think I could of- hit 50 free throws in like under an hour. Oh, yeah, I could definitely do it in under an hour. But I don't think I could hit a field goal from the 50-yard line in, like, three days. Well, the thing is that you wouldn't get any better at it, it, Was it 53 throws in a row? No, I don't think so. No, just just 50 total. What could you do quicker? Yeah, the the free throws for sure. Yeah. No question. Yeah. I'm a terrible kicker. I'm a terrible free throw shooter, but... Yeah, I'm I'm a terrible free throw shooter, too. too, but... I just think with the kicking, you're like you're. It would actually get worse. Like your leg would get tired, and you would actually get worse at kicking them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like probably, I just yeah, you're, you're probably right. Yeah. Like my my uh, aim might improve, but my power yeah. would decrease. Yeah. So I might be able to get it straight down the line, but not hard enough to actually cross. Them. So that's what I mean. Like if you had if you had practice. Because even still, it's going to be hard. But like, at least if you had practice ahead of time to know the technique, and so like, because when you watch those kick for a million, right, the people will miss, but like they've probably all hit one in training or been pretty close to hitting yeah. one in training. So if we had a, if we had been taught the technique, I think we could do it, possibly before we did fifty three. So we're all throws, going but, with uh, the free but throws. But I think free throws, free throws yeah. for sure. Uh, question comes from Yerky21, who says, question for Stefan, how many minutes do you get for fighting in field hockey? 50? Also, what do the players throw down? Which I would think would still be. You throw down your stick? I've never seen a field hockey fight. I think the closest we got, I only played for like a term in like grade nine, I think. Okay. And uh, I was really bad at it. And like, so was most of our team. Um, I don't imagine private school kids being like mean enough to throw down. Well, I mean, fight. they could be mean, but I think, I don't know. The thing with field hockey is like the ball is like a fucking pool ball. Right. Yeah. And like, you're not really wearing much in the way of like protection. Even the goalies aren't right. And they can't like really dive to this. It's really like the ball itself is the most dangerous part of the game. So no, like there's no fighting 
You know what I mean? Like, there's there's nothing that's going to intimidate you more than, like, the game itself. Field hockey is, like, a terrifying game. I'm not a coward. <laughs> <laughs> no one was calling you a coward. No, I know. I'm just uh, getting that out there. Just establishing. I'm really scared of field hockey. <laughs> <laughs> well, the ball specifically. You have nightmares of you getting, like, hit with the ball yeah. still? Yeah. Well, it's hard. Have you? Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. And you can only and shoot and one way like as at well. the top levels, guys can friggin' fire it. Yeah, like I mean our level, not really, but yeah, but that's like still, it is scary to get hit with that. Yeah. But I guess it's a pu- it's like a puck too. I mean, theoretically, you know how to get out of the way. Yeah, you're you're going slower though. I would say. Yeah, true. Because you're not skating, right? Yeah. So. Final question comes to us from Will at I am Will Marsh, who writes: Is Sidney Crosby good now, or is he still a big baby, or whatever? For me, we we haven't talked about the Stanley Cup Finals yeah, yet. Uh, I was waiting for this question to come around. Yeah, I mean, to me, Crosby was never really a crybaby. I mean, it was it was weird because my my buddy asked me that too. He was sort of like saying that he thought it was really classy of Crosby to pass the cup to Trevor Daly to ensure that he would get on TV holding the cup because his mom is sick and whatever. And he's like, because I don't like Crosby, but it was cool that he did that. And like. How do you not yeah, like Crosby? I know that's the thing. Like that's that was my sort of thought. Is like I know that people who cheer for the Flyers don't like Crosby. Yeah, and I know who people that are like homophobic are like, ooh, Cindy Crosby or whatever. But like, I don't understand the golden goal. Like, yeah, come on, man. I don't know how you could possibly not like him. Like my buddies complain, and, and to be fair, he's not like a dedicated hockey fan. Like he he knows about the game and stuff, but he's not obsessed. He said that to him, Crosby is a pretty boy whiner. And like, I don't really see Crosby as a pretty boy. He used to whine when he was younger. He whined a little yeah, bit. So did everyone. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, I, I don't think he, he, his whining was just more magnified because of that. It, it's like when a, it's also like, you know, I, I, he's taking abuse, right? For yeah. being the guy with the spotlight on him. Yeah, that's what I mean. So his whining is not necessarily unfounded in the first place. Exactly. It's kind of like when a hot girl is shy and then everyone's like, oh, she's a huge bitch. Because they're just like, oh, well, she's hot and she just is sort of like shy and she doesn't really say a whole lot, so she must be a real bitch. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, if you got to know her, she's actually very nice but that's just the stereotype that like oh well she's hot and she knows it and she's just gonna treat everyone she it's the same thing with crosby it's like every or most players in the nhl whine but because he's the star everyone's like oh look at the star player whining his ass off blah, blah, blah. so yeah to me i don't understand yeah if you're canadian you have no excuse for a guy who gave you one of the best moments of your life probably like if you're a sports fan and then also he's such a great player like that. I also don't get of like being such a fan of your own team that you can't enjoy good players. Like, the like I love Crosby. I love McDavid. Like how do you, how would you not love those guys that are the best players? Like they're legitimately amazing to watch. I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, if I were to hate, you know, every player that didn't play for Vancouver, I really couldn't really like any good players outside of maybe <laughs> the Sedins and Alex Edler right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, and yeah. So I don't, I just, I don't, I don't get it. And like the, I feel like the whiner complaint comes from people who are like, even beyond just being a casual fan. You know what I mean? Right. Like casual being a casual fan doesn't encapsulate how little these people care, you know? Yeah. Because, like, if you just watched him, you'd be like, wow, this guy's super entertaining. 
Yeah, he's so entertaining. Well, he's really strong, too. People are like, oh, he's weak. And he's got, like, the best lower body strength in the NHL, pretty much. That's yeah. his whole game. Yeah. Because that's what, that's what my buddy said, too. He's like, well, I prefer a grinder. And I'm like, Crosby is a grinder. He's, like, the he's grinder. He's just the best at grinding. Yeah. Like, yeah, and he can be flashy. Yeah. But he's not, like, an Ovechkin... You know, he's not going to overwhelm you with skill. I mean, yes, he has scored some really skillful goals and made some skillful plays and passes and stuff that make highlight reels, but he's not like a highlight reel player. He wants the puck in the corner behind the goal line where he can torment opponents. Like, yeah, yeah, so that doesn't make sense to me either. And just the fact that he now has like two cup rings at age 28 like, I, I often, I shouldn't forget because, like, you know, if you're, I, for whatever reason, even if you are nowhere, you're not even an athlete, I feel like when your draft class comes around, like, it's kind of like, oh, these are the guys that are my age, that I'm going to be the same age as throughout their entire careers. Yeah. And Crosby has been that for me, like, right from the get-go, because I am also 28, but I forget that he's the same age as me because he's like on another planet as far as being successful goes. Yeah, he seems like an old man. Yeah, like... I mean, I always say that I would have made the NHL if my draft year wasn't the best draft year of all time. (laughs) I got really held back by the 03 draft. I mean, that's tough. How do you compete with that, you know? I mean, like, Mike Richards and Corey Perry were taken past pick 20. I mean, what do you say about that? Corey Perry, 21st overall. 21st overall? I'm supposed to make the NHL? Corey Perry's going 21st, one of the best players in the league. That's bad luck. That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how, what, what am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? It's fucking unfair. Like, he's already a first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. And he's going to play for at least 10 more seasons. Oh, yeah. He's got a shot. They, uh, I was reading an article. Like, he's got a shot to take Lemieux's point total. Yeah. No one's going to catch Gretzky but, or, or Howe, but he's got, a, he's got a shot at taking Lemieux for sure. It's just crazy. Yeah. And yeah, he's very good at hockey. You know, entertaining final in the end, kind of. I mean, it was entertaining if you're a Pittsburgh fan. I mean, if you like watching one team completely dominate the other, it was entertaining. <laughs> I mean, I like obviously San Jose were my team, but they were completely outmatched in the final. They had no answer. Yeah. I mean, when you're losing by one in a cup final and you don't get a shot for 15 minutes in the third period, you're never meant to win that series. I'm sorry. But just nice from like a, a narrative perspective to see – Guys who had basically been completely written off from a narrative perspective. Totally. Not even like six months ago to be like, hey, fuck you. We're still the best in the world. And my boy, Phil Kessel, hosting the cup. Yeah. I mean, you must Amazing. have loved that. Oh, I loved it. Especially, look at how happy he was. What a guy. He was so happy. You could tell for him that was like a huge weight off. He's just like, you never see a guy, an NHL player more carefree than when they're hoisting the Stanley Cup. And for Phil, it was like the most carefree I've ever seen anyone. Like he was just elated. It was amazing. I loved it. And so, he cried. He cried in an interview. Philip J. Kessel. Showing true emotion. What a man. Real Love personality him. after yep. being trained to be so guarded in Toronto over the years. Oh, totally. Well Jeff Zatkoff, the like third string goalie, had a great quote about Phil Kessel where it was like a longer quote, but he was just basically saying, like, yeah, like no like no teammate of Phil's has ever spoken ill of him like everybody likes him and he's a, a smart guy from all accounts very well liked guy he just doesn't give a shit that if the media knows that yeah and that's his right if he doesn't want to be seen as a likable person or he doesn't want to go out of his way to impress the media who gives a fuck yeah I'm mean, we were talking earlier about it. it'd be nice if 
Austin Matthews was a personality and sure. had fun with the media spotlight. I think he will be. I think he will be too, but ultimately in the end, it doesn't fucking matter. No. It couldn't matter less. No, exactly. So, uh, to answer the question, yes, Sidney Crosby is good now, and he always was. Yep. And that will do it for the Twitter mailbag. We move into everybody's favorite segment because it means we're on the home stretch. The cherry on top of our cynical Sunday where we pick the things we like from the world at large. One good thing. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. Gentlemen, what do you like this week? The T-Rex doing the American Ninja Warrior course. (laughs) That was quick. Yeah, well, have you seen this video? Uh, We watched it earlier, yeah. Well, yeah, our listeners don't know that. (laughs) Anyway, for the sake of those of you who haven't seen it, it's a man in a T-Rex costume doing the American Ninja Warrior obstacle course. And yeah, it's that it's same. We'll like, post the video on the blog. It's so that yeah, same dinosaur it. costume. It's kind of like inflatable. And it like flops seen, around. Yeah, I've seen people like do videos of like riding a skateboard. Yeah, and it looks it. hilarious because yeah. it's a big inflatable dinosaur costume. Yeah. And this guy's like super athletic. I guess he was like a former contestant. And he's like, I'm going to try it wearing this dinosaur costume. And he killed it. And he does a really good job. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my one good thing. Perfect. I'm going to go with a video game because it's all I've been doing for the last few weeks. Batman Arkham Knight. Everyone's played it already, but I don't care. I like it. It's a beautiful looking game. Uh, the like the the size of the open world, the everything. Who cares? This episode's gone too long. It's a great game. You've all played it. It's fucking great. Uh, speaking of video games, though, we still have a few days here for people to sign up for the NBA 2K16. Right. Yep. If you want to get dominated, uh, sorry, if you want to dominate me, because uh, <laughs> I just started playing tonight and I'm already better than Stefan. That's and true. So, and I'm terrible. So that both Stefan and I are going to be in the basement. And Stefan yeah. and I are co-GMing a team together. Yes. Perfect. And so I will be involved in the end. I think. And I also don't, don't know PS4. anything about NBA players. So like we'll we're doing go, a fantasy we'll go by the draft, ratings, I guess, and right? it's not going to be very good. Yeah. But anyway, I think there's about. 15 spots left maybe 12 or 15 spots left anyway the draft will be this upcoming sunday which uh is the 20 whatever yep so fuck uh, your dads uh oh, we that are f- good. I the father's day was the weekend after nope it, it is it's the this, 19th it's this sunday oh fuck okay uh well but i mean if the draft tomorrow, is like yeah. once your dad's already in bed like if we're making the draft it'd for be like in the evening well you know we'll figure it might be on the saturday we'll get it sorted out it will not be on the saturday it won't be on the saturday um, no one wants to do a fucking draft. Well, our listeners are kind of losers, but no Sunday one's night. Father's Day stuff is all like in yeah, the yeah, afternoon. No, 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 You're Sunday's doing fucking good. brunch. Sunday's good. Anyway, add me on uh, You're PS4. You're doing brunch? Yeah, that's what every dad wants. Brunch. Brunch oh, is great. I'm going to be on Hornby Island with my dad. There you go. So. I love brunch. Uh, Personally, at- I say Des Jardins. <laughs> <laughs> add me on uh, PS4. Uh, boring as heck, all one word. And John. Not that serious, all one word. And uh, but please do not add me. Uh, do not at me, and do not reply to me in the Real Good Show Facebook forum about this league. I do not want to speak to anyone about it. But add me on there, and add I Stephen, will invite he'll add you. you to the league. Invite you to the league, but please do not at me. Add me. Reply to me. Email me. Do not speak yeah. to me about. You can this talk league. to me if you want. Yeah, you can talk to Stefan. He can relay a message. I'll, I'll to take me. your messages too. Why not? But yeah, I literally, I do, n- I never want to talk about this league. <laughs> All right. Well. My recommendation for the week 
is uh, a wrestling match because that's probably the oh, best thing that I've Christ. seen this week from the NXT TakeOver special that was last Wednesday. Uh, tag team title match between American Alpha and The Revival. They've had two title matches over the last two TakeOver specials, and they're both basically the best tag team matches I have ever seen in my life. These teams are amazing. And uh, if you enjoy wrestling, then you've probably already seen it. And if you didn't, then... Maybe you will enjoy it. Give it a look. American Alpha versus The Revival. No matter which match you find between the two of them, you're watching a classic. So I'll, I'll just leave it at that and keep the wrestling conversation brief as can be. Beautiful. And with that, that will do it for episode 50. Our roommate is Brooke Alverson. Our intern is nobody. Our guest was Melissa Stetton and Jackson Playfair, and uh, we have another guest coming up after the break, so don't tune out when the music hits. Keep listening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we found a message on our voicemail, and it is wonderful. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, I'm Justin Morissette. Stephen Heck. John Cullen. Be real. Be good. Be real good. 50. 50. Bingo. That was easy yeah. this time. I knew that Boom. Was We're going to nail 75 and 100, too. So <laughs> suck it, numbers. Probably 69 as well. Oh, definitely 69. Yeah, yeah you'll both say nice. Yeah, real good nice. <laughs> <laughs> Voice mailbox for real good show. Record your message at the tone. When you are finished, hang up or hold for more options. Hey guys, uh, it's Jesse, uh, Jesse Farrar, and it's 10:20 Central Time. Uh, this is when we had talked about uh, my calling in so I could be on the the uh, 50th episode. Um. So yeah, just. Uh, leaving you this message, um, just go ahead and give me a ring back. Um, it is it's pretty close to bedtime uh, down here. Um, being a stay-at-home dad is pretty tough on the old internal clock. So j uh, just give me a ring, and um, I'll come on. We'll, we'll do my bit. i got a great thing planned. Uh, it's going to be really funny. So uh, just holler at me. Uh, thanks. Hey, guys. Uh, Jesse again. Um, it's quarter to 11. I just want to make sure you did get my previous message about calling in and doing the show tonight. Uh, we get, get ready to, um, pardon me, getting ready to hit the hay here. Um, but I may, I'll probably got, I probably got 10 minutes, uh, in me at least, uh, to do the bit. Uh, so, uh, uh, Justin's got my phone number. Um, uh, you got my Skype as well. So just, uh, just holler at me. We'll knock this thing out of the park. All right. Excited. Thanks, guys. Okay, it's um, it's 11 o'clock. Um, I'm, I'm putting my headphones in now, um, and I am uh, pulling up the iPad to Bob Ross, um, and I'm putting my sleep mask on, and I'm putting my sleep underwear on, and I'm putting my goodnight socks on, and I'm laying my head down on my Tempur-Pedic pillar. Um, so kind of last chance here, guys, come on.
Don't let me hang in here, boys. Guess who, motherfuckers? It's me. Uh, yeah, I'm still awake. Still waiting on your return phone call. Uh, you're probably done recording by now, which means I did not make it on to the 50th episode celebration, which is fine. Um, it's your show. Um, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's not me. It's not, it doesn't belong to me. It belongs to Canada and to Vancouver and to, to Stefan and to Justin and to, uh, it uh, uh, the, um, uh, the three, uh, the three hosts of the show, it belongs to the three hosts of the show. Um, so it's really not about me. It shouldn't be about me. I have a problem with that. That's fine. But, you know, you could have at least returned my call. Um, you could have at least let the phone ring enough times to where it didn't uh, seem like you were uh, immediately pushing ignore on the phone call. You could have, that's fine. Uh, after all, I've done for the show. You know, of course, I came on and uh, did the big, the, the great dinosaur joke. Um, we all remember that. Um, of course, I pretended to be my own cousin to have an ASMR show. It was great. Um, I pretended to be the racist robot. Um, I, what, what, what was it? Did just recently I was on... Uh, what was it? Um, oh, yeah, I did the security thing for Cat... For Cat Will Ferrell. That's your most popular episode. Um, <laughs> but hey, you know, I'm sure it would have been just as good without um, without all of my really good appearances. Um, you know, and, and I've I've kept it secret that I uh, that I was on as Jeb Lund. I haven't told anybody that I did the John Hendren bits. Um, that he turned you guys down, and I came in and did it. Um, I didn't say anything to anybody about that. That was just between us. Uh, and, you know, I came on and, and made up that, that great story about how you, you met, well, it was some hockey player, Kyle, what was his name? You know, whatever. It was some 41 bassist. People believed that. You know, I did that for you guys. Um, So that's fine, and I'm sure the show uh, is great. I'm sure you got fucking who'd you get to pretend to be Stefan's dad this time? Who'd you get to come on there and talk about his dick for weeks after? Who'd you who'd you get to do it this time? Who'd you get to pretend to be Stefan's brother this time? Because it wasn't me. Uh, nope, it wasn't me. I was in bed. And I had uh, a pillow between my ass and the sheets because my wife doesn't like for me to get my dirty hole on the sheets. So I know it wasn't me calling in because my hole was in bed. So happy 50th to, to Stefan uh, and to Justin and the other and the other folks there on the show. Uh, sorry I wasn't there to, uh, to celebrate it. Um, wish, wish I could have been. Uh, probably just a time zone thing. Um, thanks for the memories, guys, and, and here's to uh, at least uh, five or six more of these things. Goodbye.